Hello, I am Matt. I play the character Fox. He is a changeling rogue. He is having a difficult time. <laughs> <laughs> On to you, Wash. Hey, I'm Wash. I play a jib and a half peppermint. He's a little dirt wizard. He's a little spitfire. Fire spit. Spits hmm. fire. Soon to be one day will actually spit fire. It's on my, it's on his bucket list. And uh he's uh he's got in his possession a lot of a lot of sweet tasty information and he's anxious to kind of get back with the rest of his party members and kind of see what's see what's been happening. See what's what. Hello, I am Jake and I play Owlin Woodreer, the Azamar Barbarian, and uh he's he's a dude that you know He's a dude. Hello, I'm Trevor. I play Zoth Kug. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a fun fact today, just I play Zoth Kug. The orc cleric. Anyway, I'm oh, Josh, your yes, Wing Badger that's Tavern right. that's Thanks for say. joining us for Wing Badger Tavern tonight. <laughs> Uh, we're excited about our session. It's going to be really fun. We're also professional <laughs> podcasters who are great at I think because we've technically made money, we are professional podcasters. That's true. We've technically made money. Yeah. And if it's we official. make a little bit more money, chat, we're going to give you more spells. If you uh -huh. look down at the bottom of the screen there, you'll note that chat <laughs> is really close to leveling up to being a level two caster, mm -hmm. at which point you'll get more spell slots. We'll put some actual new spells in there for you to cast. We'll do all sorts of cool stuff. But you will have to wait for a long rest so that means between streams we'll get all that set up for you um until then i mean i don't see why we shouldn't just start our D, &D session you guys want to play some D? &D? i'll play some D. &D. wait we're playing D, &D tonight we're gonna play some D, &D. oh i had halo let's, let's play up. some D, &D. and with that I mean, means i've got to give you you know a little, a little opening monologue hmm. but for tonight's monologue Yay. we're not going to talk about things that have happened in the past we're going to talk about something that's happening right now in the present it takes a big event to silence the bustling market squares of Vigbadur. Four massive marble concourses, each a hundred feet to a side, open-topped and welcoming to the rays of the summer sun, join at their central point around a statue of Aralith, the first of the dwarven kings of Udril. Atop this imposing, larger-than-life statue is a platform crafted into Aralith's stone crown, and on that platform, for the first time since the current king Remos addressed his people regarding the darkening, a lone figure stands ready to give an address. And by the tens of hundreds, people have packed the squares, hoping to hear what the figure has to say. Now he's not imposing. He's not even tall. At a mere four feet, the aged gnome, with his wispy hair and his happy eyes, looks almost to have reached his dotage. But when he speaks, the keen wit comes to the fore. Thank you, thank you. Yes, it's lovely to be able to speak to you today, but perhaps some of you can't hear me. Well, I suppose we may as well skip to the good part. And the small gnome unclasps from his belt a small black object, and he presses a stack of something into it. Suddenly, his voice booms as though a giant were speaking. Can you hear me now? The people gathering in the square are so shocked they say nothing. One heartbeat. Two. And then the murmurs begin. He immediately picks up as if he's been waiting for those murmurs to cue him to continue his speech. My name is Dabbledub Bafflestone, and I am an executive for the Bright World Company. I'm here on behalf of our business to bring you the greatest tidings in two years. For two years ago, much of what made our world special, much of what made our world wonderful and full of joy, was lost to us in an event we call the Darkening. But we have made a discovery. 
I hold in my hand the next era of magic itself. For deep beneath this plain of hills, deserts, and oceans, the Bright World Company has discovered a new material which our scientists have named Sacrium. You've already seen it, for it is with Sacrium that we've been able to create Wingle Digits, along with our partner and financial backer, the Summit Banking Guild. We promised you more than money, though. We promised you magic, and today I am proud to announce that we are ready to provide it. I hold in my hand a cipher. I hold the very device to which we have alluded for six months now. We don't have all of the answers, but our team of researchers has managed to develop a way of focusing Sacrium to create magic as we once understood it. And we hope that this will not just restore magic to those who lost it, but bring it in its many varied forms to those who previously couldn't taste its wonders at all. And on this very day, all across Urada, the Summit Banking Guild will begin dealing exclusively in Wingle Digits. And those of you with fortunes, fear not, for we've already exchanged your monies for Wingle Digits at no charge to you. In addition, for anyone who chooses to purchase a cipher in the next lunar cycle, we will keep it charged with magic spells for an entire year, free of charge. Our mission has always been to make the world a brighter place. And when the calamity became known as the Darkening, we knew it would fall to us to find the light beyond it. We have done this, and today, we make it available to all of you! And the thunderous applause brings a genuine smile to Dabbledob's face, one that breaks free of his mouth and invades his eyes, his wrinkled forehead, and even his posture. With a wave to the crowd and a short bow, Dabbledob raises another cipher, which begins to glow a bright orange as all around the square, dancing lights erupt into the sky and ever-burning flames relight the lanterns that have been dark these past two long years. Few eyes remain on the gnome now. Only a child in the front row, to whom Dabbledob gives a charming wink, and a pair beneath a hood at the south end of the square. There, Ikri the smuggler, pale-faced at what he's just witnessed, hastily finishes scrawling something onto a parchment, which he packs into a scale and sun scroll case. Meanwhile, many hundreds of miles away, deep beneath the plain of hills, deserts, and oceans, Alan Wadrier and Sothkug Hibbub make their way towards Dig Site 6, a sacrium mine of the Bright World Company. Though it's the middle of the night, you find the compound ablaze with light and the sounds of running feet and shouting. To you, Alan, it sounds like a coordinated search party of some kind. What will you do? I believe it may be beneficial for us to attempt to sneak into the facility and simply go along with whatever's going on. Blend, in, blend into the crowd, mm. if you will. This this seems to be some sort of search party or panic that's happening. Hey man, no no quick complaints here. Let's just just fly low. So under we're gonna the try radar. to we're gonna try Thunder to fl- fly low under the radar until we ran run into people and then kind of be like, ah yes, we know what is going on. Let us join into what is happening. <laughs> Great. So you head towards the eastern edge of the compound. This is where those big main doors are that we've always gone through to enter. Um, you you know you veer off of the river that you've been following. You head to the east. It's a couple hundred feet along the the metal corrugated wall that's outside the compound. You come around the corner to those two doors just in time to see a single Duragar uh, slip out the right side of the furthest door from you and rush off into the darkness. He clutches in his hand a small uh, glowing blue crystal of some kind, and um, he has over his back a big scroll case 
and he sprints off into the distance. This door, he doesn't see you. He just he just ducks out and continues sprinting. Will you pursue him or continue entering the compound? Hmm. Is he being chased by everyone? Nobody appears to be chasing him at the moment. Um, I apologize if this is a very uh, ignorant sounding comment for someone who has been playing this campaign for weeks and weeks and weeks. What's a Duragar? <laughs> uh, no, we have not introduced the Duragar by name yet. Okay. Uh, Duragar are the Underdark Dwarves. They okay. have lighter skin. Uh, they have a few characteristics that are different, but for the most part, <laughs> uh, they they are dwarves. There are some cool historical things to do with them. I love that. If it's the restroom key, we do need to get it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome also, uh, <laughs> Belly Savalis, to our chat. We're so glad to have you. Uh, it was great meeting you the other night. Hello. And you're right. It's the restroom key. You've cracked the plot. He's got the restroom key. <laughs> um, uh, if, okay. If I think if uh, Alan has already surmised that this is some sort of a search party and then sees someone exiting uh, an exit that he hasn't seen before, with at least two objects that seem to be important, Alan is going to go into. I I am a safety inspector, security man, and uh, and tr try to flag him down, and be like, "Soft, are we'll, you gonna? We'll just start chasing." Are you gonna yell to him, or are you gonna just chase after Both. him? Both. Both. Um, okay. What do you yell? Excuse me. Stop right there. And he spins around and he sees you, and you see him drop to his knees. He holds the, the blue crystal in his hand and he begins whispering something as if perhaps praying over it. And then in a flash of white light, he vanishes. Whoa. <laughs> um, you make it to the spot where he sat and you can see scorch marks on the ground from where he vanished, but he made no noise as he disappeared. And there's no trace of him anywhere. You like you know, you feel through the space, it's not like he's invisible. You don't see any footsteps in the grime leaving in any direction, you don't hear any running, he's just gone. Can I I was I about to ask Arcana that check? <laughs> Absolutely. You uh one of you may make an Arcana check. I think it should be Jake because Owlin has okay. some some history with the Arcana arts no! and you are a divine caster. I keep rolling bad. I got a nine. Mm. Uh, you are not sure what just happened. I don't know. It could have been what magic, but you don't really know what casting it was. You know, you couldn't identify a spell out of it. It he did. I didn't see him use a wingle digit. Did you? Maybe it had to do with that Possibly. crystal, man. At that moment, from behind you, you can hear a couple of people run out the front door of the compound. Uh, we heard yelling. It's three guards. Uh, what's going on out here? Who who called? You there? You there? What 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 seems to be going on? Have you found anything? We saw a Duragar exiting the store, clutching what seemed to be a scroll on his back and a crystal in his hands. Um, however, well, where is he? He, when I flagged him down, he simply dropped to his knees, seemed to be praying, clutching the the crystal, and disappeared. All three guards kind of pull up short and look at you. They kind of cock their heads weird. Do you see this scorch mark here? This is the mark of whatever spell he's, he may have casted or divine magic teleported him away. They come closer and kind of, you know, they like crouch down and inspect the site. One of them pulls out a cipher and plunges a stack of wingle digits into it. And you can see the cipher begin glowing orange. And then little readouts appear on the screen, mm. like actual text is appearing there. And he goes, hmm... It looks like it's some kind of conjuration magic that was used. I can't can't quite identify from the remnants here. Whatever it is, he must have taken it with him. But he's definitely not out here anymore. 
Let's have a let's have a look in the compound for the other two. There's still there's still the other two to find. You you said this was the Duergar? Uh yes, that is what I identified yes. him as. Okay, so we're looking for the uh we're we're looking for the tall, skinny one and and we're looking for the short one with the floppy hat. Uh let so that that's what's left, the the dirt folk. Let's go see if we can find him. And they turn around and, and rush back to the compound. Alan's gonna go give Alan's gonna give a look to Zoth. And you know, the look of Oh crap! That's our friends, uh, and then I think Alan's gonna follow because obviously it's like okay, we want to catch our friends before oh, they yeah. catch our friends. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Zoth, Zoth, Zoth starts running yep. with the group. Uh, Jebediah and uh, Fox. I would like Fox to make a stealth check and Jeb to roll to help. Okay. This is just to see how well you've hidden yourselves away in your in your current situation. I got a 12. You do help. Ah, uh, 1d dead force damage. I believe if you click on your... Uh, you click on the feather at the bottom left of no, the chat. No, we forgot to can... change the chat rewards, Josh. Darn it. Oh, I, can, no. I can try and do That's that. Rude. Let me pull yeah. it up. Our bad, yeah, chat. Do that. Okay. There should be a bunch of rewards there for you to use, and our internet breaking, I guess I forgot to look at them. That's My right. bad, chat. That's all me. I got a 19. You got a 19. All right. So the two of you are pretty well squirreled away. Um, uh, let's see here. So Alan and Zothkug, you go in with the search party, and the search party is going to roll as a group to see if they find anything. And okay, so they begin by searching all of the buildings along the walls. The this particular search, you know, search group that you're with are like, ah, yes. Uh, well, if they're if they're still hiding, they've probably ducked into one of these rooms. And so they begin opening all of the different workshops and science labs and things. And they're going room by room. So each room takes them about about five, maybe ten minutes to clear. So I'm going to add my first die to the tension pool as they're looking. Hey, Josh. Yes. As soon as as reason like what seems like a reasonable moment, I'd be like, uh, "We're gonna go look over here in this area and like try and get separate me and Alan from the group, but in a non-suspicious." Like, Don't be suspicious. Uh, great. Exactly. Uh, you are able to do that. So you you kind of separate, okay. and the two of you are off by yourself. So they're looking in the rooms. As a reminder, the compound is this big wide area. There are rooms lining the wall. It's just one story of rooms. They're all kind of like, um, not quite lean-tos, but like really hastily constructed single-room workshops that are just all next to each other. And then in the middle of the compound, there are eight towers of... Um, wow, chat, I see you. You are so active. Thank you so much, 1D10 Force Damage, for the bits, and I see your random encounter. I will get there in just a second. Um, <gasps> in the center of the compound, there are eight towers of scaffolding and those scaffolding towers are four box scaffolds connected together and then down the center there is like a basically a metal tube system so they're mining from the ceiling they drop the ore into the tubes it goes down to get sorted and, and placed in wagons at the north end of the compound where the mine actually runs back into the cave wall of the underdark that they're digging out there is a large trailer where the like you know the the site supervisor sleeps there and the night watch is, is based out of that trailer and then there's also two large stables where they're keeping the deep rote and the wagons that they use to send materials, you know, out to all of the other places. Because this place we've determined is refining sacrium and then shipping off wingle digits to other places for various Rubbug. uses. 
Grub bug in the chat. Tension pool plus one. Bestie. Roll the random encounter. Dang. Chat is going crazy tonight. You guys are in for it. Uh, so, as Zothkug and and Alan, you make your way towards the scaffolding at the center, thinking maybe they, you know, climbed one of these or something, or at least maybe we can get a better vantage. So you climb, okay. like, you know, maybe two levels up one of the scaffolds, and while you're up there two levels high, you can see on the ground, you can see both, oh, look, there's our friends, Jeb and Fox. They're crouched underneath of a scaffold, like on the ground level, and you can also see that two of the Night Watch have found them and are drawing back arrows, and at the back of each arrow is a glowing cipher, like in the fletching. Oh, and they have shoot. not realized that the that this is happening. That our friends have not realized that that's happening. Right. Oh. Yeah, this is a really good hiding spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, kudos to you, man. I'm, I'm just helping you out. But oh, you know, we gosh. need to find, we need to find Alan and Zoth. It, and, and, oh no, there's. Is oh, there any oh. way? Zoth is just gonna be like, is just gonna yell. Uh, Zoth will just be like, "Hey, man, there they are." Oh. Okay, you two hear that? You have you have ten seconds before combat begins. Uh, what what's what's near the scaffolding? <laughs> the, um. so the the scaffolding has like a bunch of you know like crates and things at the bottom where they can put the ore when they sort it, and then those crates go onto wagons, and the wagons lead them away. So there's like a scattering of crates and things, but basically it's like, it's like an industrial mining compound, you know what I mean? So it's, it's just kind of very brutalist architecture. Two uh, things. I'm, yeah, go ahead. Is there, is there a crate fully loaded with Wingdle that it's ready to ship out nearby? Uh, this tower does not have any full crates, but I will tell you how full the crates are in just a second. Uh, okay, one of the crates has 45 wingle digits in it. I'm going to spot check um, to see if I can see where the voice is coming from and who else has spotted us. Sure. Um, but I didn't so do so good at it. Uh, that's perception in this, right? Yeah, Yeah, perception. That's, a, that's yeah. an 11. Okay, you are able to find Zothkug and Alan, so you see them up at the top, but they appear to be looking like like off in the distance, but you do not see the threat. So they're going to go ahead and make their surprise attack on you. Oh, Jeb was going to do something with his knowledge. What were you going to well, do? Well, I I wouldn't have had the knowledge that we were in danger. Okay. So I, I was I was was thinking of doing something, but yeah, okay. have to retcon that. I tried. Um, two arrows go whizzing over your heads, but as they do, you feel like a, a, a force field of some kind, like a, like a wider radius than the arrow itself brushes past you, and it's almost like there's, there's just some kind of force pushing with the arrows. And then as the arrow goes by, you feel whoo, 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 three more of these kind of invisible forces whoosh through the air behind each arrow. Um, magic Jeb, missile you are able arrows. to recognize magic missile. Yeah. Um, the, the, oh. the magic missiles don't quite hit you because you're like kind of spinning as they, as they get towards you, but you can feel it whoosh by, like it's a really close brush. Now I would, I would be remiss to, as a wizard to not, uh, bring this up, but magic missile never misses. Yes. Magic missile um, never misses, but ciphers have a fail percentage. Okay. Okay. Just, just making sure. Yep. Um, I cast fog cloud. Okay. So, uh, how do you cast Fog Cloud? Like, how does that work through your blunderbuss? It goes boo boo, and it just <laughs> boom, out the out the front of it. I want that as my new texting ringtone. Just watch uh, saying boo boo. 
Yeah. Yep. So it's okay. a twenty foot radius. That's twenty feet on either side, forty feet in diameter, centered on us. Excellent. Uh, and it's completely obscure, heavily obscured. Great. This fog cloud appears. You are heavily obscured, and you now have sixty seconds to talk tactics. Wait. Wait. Yep. <laughs> Dude, my okay. my OBS just blew up. I don't know what just happened, but we're back. Fox. We need to uh, we need to get out of here. I say we get one of those carts, get one of those animals, see if we can get Alan and Zoth on there, and we just need to hightail it. But it's very very important. I need your I need your 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 super awesome eagle eyes. We got to uh, pick one that's as loaded down with wingle digits as possible. Like right. like we we need a fresh cart that's just loaded down because when we get to this place that we're going. We need to look like we're delivering like the full product. What they're talking, I, I, I got while you. they're talking about that, um, Josh, can we see uh, the bad guys that are shooting at them through their fog cloud? Uh, yes. So the bad guys have not entered the fog cloud. They are about fifty feet away. Okay. And there are two of them with bows. Also, your shouting you can see has drawn the attention of four more guards, but they're not going to reach you for another two rounds. So you've okay. got twenty seconds. I think Alan, sixty seconds has ended. Away. I want to know what you're doing, Matt. Go ahead, ten seconds. Spot check for uh, the fullest crate. Go ahead and roll yeah, it. We're running out with 13. Them. Okay, 13. You are able to identify the crate that is the most full. It is not like actually full to the brim, but it does have 85%. It's 85% full. So that's 85 stacks of wingle digits. A stack is 10 wingle digits. So gotcha, basically gotcha. 85 uses of a cipher are in this wagon. Wash, what are you doing? 10 seconds. Going with Fox. Like, like I'm following his lead. Okay, great. We're just running as fast as we can to that cart. Okay, you are sprinting over to that cart. So that's going to be basically a dash action that's taking mm -hmm. you further into the compound to get to the cart, but at kind of a diagonal from the people who are attacking you. So it's not bringing you closer to your attackers. Uh, Alan, you have 10 seconds. Alan what are you is going to sprint into the fog cloud with a weapon drawn as if he is entering the fog cloud to apprehend these miscreants, but in fact he is entering the fog cloud to help them. <laughs> Great. We're going to call this a dash action because you are up a little bit on the scaffolding, okay. but no problem with that. So you, you dash down and that's your whole turn. Zothkug, what are you doing? Uh, just following Alan, da running, dashing, moving with him. Okay, running, dashing, moving with him. So you are both dashing towards them. The next round, yes. you'll all be together. The two people who um, the fog cloud has, has interrupted them, they both look at each other, drop their bows, and then each of them picks up like a set of goggles that they pull on, and then each of them smacks a set of wingle digits into the side of their goggles. The goggles begin to glow with like orange runes over the eyes. The, uh, the eyes are not actually opaque, the, or they are opaque, I should say, so they can't actually see out. It's like these goggles are giving them some kind of extra sensory perception, and then as they <laughs> kind of warm up, they immediately, their heads both snap and look directly towards Fox and um, Jebediah as they run past. However, it took them so much effort to get the goggles running that they're not able to like follow up on it this turn. You've got about a 120 foot lead on them at this point. The two guard or the four guards who were attracted in the distance, they're running towards but have not made it around the corner yet, so they can't see what's going on. You have another 60 seconds to talk tactics. Can we um, interact with them? Like, is it like like? When we go into the fog, do we have to roll anything to like, hey, where are you? Or to like, or you know the general direction they went because you were above them. So if because they're making a beeline, so okay. as long as you also follow that direction, that's fine. I'll I think just just one. encourage everyone to that we need to leave, and he yeah, no, um, Alan knows yep. Jeb, and Alan knows Jeb has a plan on how to leave. So Alan's gonna uh, follow that. 
I'm going to go ahead and pick up this crate. I'm assuming Jed might help with that. And we're going to put it onto a cart um, that preferably already has an animal harness to it. Okay. Or some way of movement. Um, none of the animals are currently harnessed to a cart. They're all given the night off. But you can go to the stable and begin, like, you know, pulling animals out and, and hitching them if you want to. Then yes. Okay. I got this side, Fox. Zoth! Zoth, are you over there? <clears throat> Three. Yeah, two, man. Get us uh, an animal. We're going. Okay. Uh, we're going to start with... Who wants to go first? Zoth? Are you going first? I'll okay, go first. 10 seconds. What you doing? Uh... So Jeb says, go get an animal, so I just run to where the stables are to grab an animal. Great. You run over to the stables, you make it this turn, and there are several uh, Deep Rothay who are stabled there. They're kind of just chilling and doing their thing. You are able to unharness one of them easily. They're, you know, they're working animals. They're not, like, you know, they're not hidden away or anything like that. So um, you you unhitch it from the wall, and the next turn you're going to be able to try and hitch it to a cart. Alan Wadrier, what you okay. doing? Alan will... I guess defer to whatever Jebediah is doing. Uh, okay, he's, so we'll come back to you. Jebediah, Jeb, yeah. what you doing? Uh, we're we're getting we're getting our, all of our stuff loaded. We're, we're picking out a, a proper cart, and okay. we're getting this crate stashed up on it and stowed away. And we are we're going out like whatever Al, we need Alan to do. Alan will get assist out. Jeb with any of that, and Alan is ready to also use his strength to push the cart and get it started if we need to. Okay, I would like a strength check from Alan to get the the crate up onto the cart with a strength check from Jeb to assist. Um, you can tell me those numbers in a second. What are you doing, Fox? Why can't I roll? Um, if, the, if he's going to handle the crate, I'm going to go ahead and try to help um, Zoth with getting an animal harnessed and set up. Sounds good. So you head over to Zoth, and the next round you'll be able to assist him getting the harness done. I'll let that take one round instead of two, since there's going to be two of you. How did your strength checks go? I got a seven. Not Oof. good. I got like a three. Okay, so you guys try, but it's just heavier than you were expecting, and you aren't quite able to lift it this round. You'll be able to try again. I next even round got a strength stat increase. I just can't roll good. Dang, the... this grime is just everywhere, guys. Yeah, it's probably that. Like your feet slip <laughs> out from under you. The two bowmen who have dropped their bows now each draw a mace and begin running towards you. They're going to take their dash action to clear the distance, so they are able to make it to you, and they'll be able to begin fighting next round. Um, they're in you know close range to you now. Also, way off in the distance, four more guards around the corner of the original hiding place. So they're still not in combat with you. They just have just kind of entered the fray and can see a little bit of what's going on, but there's a lot of fog in the way too. Uh, you have 60 seconds to talk tactics. Uh, Fox. Uh, we're just going to yep. get this animal. Turn into the watch captain. Tell him you got this handled and that you got a personal vendetta against us. I'm running back up. I'll throw some spells at them if they don't buy it. Uh, Alan, so, we got to get muscle and that animal hooked up. Well, I, Alan is, I believe it may be uh, prudent to fight the people who are standing next to us first before that happens. That way they don't get free attacks against us. Um, Alan will draw his great, Alan will, will rage and fight. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn into the watch captain. <laughs> Uh, are you guys all ready? Do you know what you're doing this turn? <laughs> you guys yeah, did that yeah. so quick. We got like 20 more seconds here. Um, I'm going to increase the tension pool by one. as Because uh, you're about to try something really risky, which is impersonating uh, guard. And because time is passing. It's been one round of combat. Okay. So, Fox, you have 10 seconds to tell me what you're going to do. You're turning into... The watch captain. Okay. You turn into the watch captain. Remind me, does your transformation include your clothes? 
Like, no. Okay, so they're the same clothing. You're just the watch yes. captain's face. Cool. Um, and what are you going to do as him? I'm going to go to the edge of the fog with my back to the enemies facing my friends and, and put a hand up and be like, in the watch captain's voice, I've got this. Uh, they're roll, cornered. Uh, roll deception or persuasion, your choice, to convince them that your voice is, is actually his voice, like to see how well you can throw your voice. Sure, sure. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Zoom in, please. Enhance. Uh, that would be um, 17. 17. Okay, you throw your voice pretty well. And the, the two people who just dashed up, they pull up into like fighting stances behind you. Like they're going to reinforce you. Like, this got you out of bed, huh, Captain? Uh, you, uh, uh, Jebediah, what are you doing? I'm holding a magic missile. Um, on these two, like I'm going to prepare an action to hold a magic missile. If it looks like they are getting hostile towards us again, I'm going to fire it off. Awesome. Um, blessing of chat has been cast on Fox. Just a heads up. You get a D4. You can roll and add to anything in the next 10 minutes. Ooh, um, nice. You are readying an action, so otherwise you're not really doing anything. Uh, Alan Woodrier, what you doing? Well, those guys with maces ran up at us, right? They've met us. In this, yeah. yeah I'm they gonna... just pulled up into like a defensive, or not defensive, but like they're, they're taking positions to the left and right of Fox, who is pretending to be the watch captain. Oh, that changes it. Shoot. Okay, actually, I, instead of uh, instead of fighting, Alan is actually not gonna fight. He's gonna he's gonna try again on getting the stuff back into the into the the thing. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll your strength, strength check yeah. for me. Yep. Fourteen. Fourteen. You are able to kind of like muscle it up and get it onto the cart, but it's not pushed in to where like it can be strapped down yet. So it'll take one more turn to push it in and strap it down. Okay. Um, and that'll be an easier strength check, but it'll still take some strength or athletics or, or whatnot. Zothkug Hibub, what you doing? So Fox was like right next to me and I got this animal. Uh, do the guards like see me doing this stuff or like see you see me like undoing this animal. Well, I ran out there. to the edge of the... Yeah, he ran out to oh, the Oh, you guards. ran out. Okay, um, got it. I So far, the guards have not seen you. They have not percepted, okay. or at least they don't seem to be intimidating towards you. All right, then I'm going to just escort the animal and get it hooked up, and then on the way, I'm going to uh, just, like, whisper to Yale, be like, hey, man, uh, I'm going to need you to just stay with me on this one, too, because we're, we're in quite the pickle, and we... we <laughs> can't afford to come back here to search for you if you you wander off you hear yaz voice in your head i will be here um okay so you're gonna try and hitch the animals do you have any animal handling training um uh it's a wisdom based skill but are you trained in it uh probably not specifically trained in so roll your animal handling with disadvantage to see if you can convince this is just not your thing you're like come on dude like hitch up to the cart (laughs) animals have just always you know naturally gravitated towards me uh that is a five and a two Ah. Uh, and a plus five for a total of seven okay uh you try like asking nicely but the deep road they don't seem to have a plus five for it yeah. Do you have you have proficiency in it in that case? No. You have a plus five without proficiency? Holy yes. cow. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I have a twenty wisdom. 
He's so wise, I was man. Say, it's all the it's all the drugs. When I heard They're plus opening five, up his mind. when I heard plus five, I thought maybe he had proficiency in it, which means he had training in it. No, yeah, which would mean sure. he was trained. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, okay, so you ask nicely, but the deep rope they don't seem to be willing to hitch themselves to the cart. Uh, let's see what the two guards who are next to the captain do with their turn. Uh, okay, neither of them has figured it out yet. So they turn to you and go, "Order, sir." All right, listen. They've stormed into my house and stole something very important to me. So I'm going to make sure they pay for what they've done. I will handle this. If I don't come out in five minutes, come after me. Okay, I'm going to clear the tension pool. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, okay, what are you, go are you going, are you also running in? Like, you have a move action as yes. well. And talking is I'm, a free action. So you can actually take a combat action, too, if you want. I'm moving in. Um, and if I get close enough to Owlin, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, Hey, I need you to... I'm going to, like, whisper to him, like, Hey, I need, I need, we need to do, like, a really convincing fight right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you run in and you say that to Owlin. Um, the... Let's see what else is going on here. We've got the people in the distance are running through the fog one more round and they'll have reached you and, and begin combat. The other two people are going to hold their turn waiting for, you know, a cue from you to take their action. You have 60 seconds to talk tactics. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm we need, we probably going to gonna pull out some food to help motivate this, this animal to get hitched up. Um, Alan will. Okay. No, that's a full action. Uh, Unless we want to just abandon this plan and just run. Alan? No, we can't. We need to bring the crate with us. It's important. <laughs> okay. Alan is going to let the crate sit and uh, throw a non-lethal punch at at Fox. Like, uh, mm -hmm. like a, you know, you can you can do a thing where it's like you're, you're fighting to... Uh, disable not to kill where it's like if someone went to zero hit points on accident they wouldn't yes. even have to roll death saves they'd just be unconscious in in previous editions it's been called subdual damage in D D 5 you actually just say when they hit zero whether it's lethal or not so gotcha. otherwise it rolls exactly the same i'm as gonna normal. literally just roll I'm, damage and he has hit points i'm just gonna punch fox in the face okay <laughs> uh go ahead then alan you can go first okay. 10 seconds um let me find unarmed attack rolling against fox's ac Unless I got a nat raging, 20. Your unarmed attack is going to be a, a natural 20? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Roll to confirm. confirm. 18 for the... 23 to, for the confirm. Yeah. It's a, the, it's a very... Yeah, it's, it's a very convincing <laughs> punch. punch him in the face so hard. I And it just does straight four damage. <laughs> no, eight damage. Think, eight didn't damage you say you the, were raging? No, I, I, I declined to rage earlier because I... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, so eight you damage. take four damage as... No, he takes like, eight Alan, damage. I need you to like fake a good fight with me. And Alan lays you out on the slime. <laughs> you go sliding. Uh, Trevor, roll a d10. Tell us how many feet he slides through the grime. It's, it's, I hate to say it because of the nat 20, uh, but it's eight damage, not four damage. I got a two... On the okay. You take eight damage and you slide two feet back as you just like flat laid out in the grime, pushed backwards, <laughs> and just like skid back into the distance. Zothkug, you have ten seconds. What are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna pull out some some ration and just be like, "Come on, I I know you got this. Let's just get you hooked up, man. Come on, let's go." Uh, okay, you can roll 
animal handling without disadvantage this time because you're trying to entice them with something. Uh, not great. This this die is being retired in dice jail. Uh, I got a five plus five, so ten total. Uh, nope, a ten's not gonna do it. Um, you you. He's not try budging, to man. The deep rote, and it like comes forward a couple steps, and then it just like stops. Like it just stops caring about what you're doing. Uh, Jebediah, you have ten seconds to tell me what you're doing. Magic missile at the ones at the at the other ones that are coming, not the two that that uh. Okay, the Fox. four that are running. Yeah, that's uh, three points of damage. Um, ba -bum 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 -bum. Three glowing darts. How many? How many were there coming? There were four of them coming. All right, all three of them against one. One of them. Okay. Just whoever was in front. Great. Those are guaranteed to hit them. So what? Do they roll a save to get half damage? Is nope. that their thing? Nope. They just take it. Okay. Uh, tell me how much damage do they take. It's a uh, three to nine damage. Nine force damage. Nine There's damage. Two, 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 two. You just smack one of the guards in the face and he falls backwards and he lands like the back of his head smacks into a piece of scaffold and he's just out cold on the ground. There are uh, three more guards who are still rushing towards you who will reach combat this next round. Um, are you doing any move action? I'm going to get up on the cart. Okay, you jump up onto the cart. Um, I'm going to say that as you jump up onto the cart, if you and anyone else try to work together to like slide the crate into place, you can do it with advantage. Nice. Um, and Fox, what are you doing this turn, laying on the ground? <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to be like, fisticuffs, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you may have gotten a clean one on me, but well, you're going to regret it. And I'm going to run back up to Alan and I'm going to be like, that was a little too convincing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry. I don't know what came over me. I'm going to I'm gonna go for a punch. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so that's a 19. Okay, 19 hit. hits. Um, and then it's what, D4 for punches, right? I, I think believe... it's just a straight... Um, I, I just see... Yeah, We're going to go with a D4. Right. We're not going to slow down the pace here. It's a one D4. Damage. One damage. You take one damage as he hits you far less enthusiastically. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and that leaves you all with uh, 10 seconds or 60 seconds to talk tactics. Alan, whatever you do, don't bring that. Don't bring that fight onto the cart. <laughs> um, uh, so... Alan's gonna. I, do you need help? Uh, do you need help grabbing the the crate, or do you have that? I need I need help. But if you guys could get up here and continue your fight as we ride off into the sunset, so to speak, <laughs> that would the, be really great. The animal is not hitched onto the cart at the moment. Oh, I understand that. Okay. Um. I, I have complete faith in Soth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what am I saying? Fifteen seconds. Um, you can't. I can't do both of those at the same in the same turn. However, first I will simply um, help push the the crate into place, yeah. and the next jump turn up we'll there, get that figured out. Uh, make it look like you're retreating. And yeah, I'll, I'll do I'll that. After you. I will. I will jump up there and push the crate in. All right. Well, then like let's just start with hurt. Alan doing that thing. Go ahead, Alan. Roll your strength check to, and you can roll it with advantage because Jeb's helping you. Jeb, you don't need to roll anything. Yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's like trying to load a couch into the back of a pickup. Fifteen. Pivot. 
Pivot. Okay, you are able with a 15 to, it just slides cleanly into place between the two of you working on it, and you are able to jump up after it into the back of the wagon. Uh, Fox, go ahead and tell me what you're doing with your 10 seconds. Oh, you're not getting away. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and be like, the, the cart's been disabled. I'm going to lie straight through my teeth so that way the people behind me don't think you actually have a chance of getting away. Roll deception. I'm going to hop up on that. That is a 17. Okay. Uh, you roll a 17, and they look at each other, and one of them goes, these carts were inspected like two days ago. And they look back at you, and they look like maybe in their minds they're starting to get a little confused. They don't take any action at the moment. Okay. Don't they know the safety inspectors are just bad at their jobs? <laughs> That's why we're leaving. Fox Chat is reminding you that you're blessed. Oh, yes. I, I thought the 17 was good enough, to be honest. Hashtag blessed. Uh, um, okay, are you doing anything else? Uh, I, I, uh, I'm going to hop up onto the... Okay. Cart after you hop Zoth. up onto the cart, uh, after, uh, Alan. Alan, what you doing? Or not Alan, uh, Zothkug, what are you doing? Still trying to entice this animal, and I'm gonna uh, be like, Kelnor, please help me here. And then I'm also gonna whisper back to you, Yeah, can you help me get this animal hooked up to the cart? He's not moving. And then I'm gonna try enticing him more, and hopefully mm. with Yeah's help. Okay, roll animal handling with advantage as Yeah rolls to help you by uh, sending a couple spores in the animal's direction and speaking with it. All right, here we go. Uh, that is a natural 20. Let's go. Nice. Yeah, send some That's spores into the air. And as soon as you're able to mentally communicate with the animal, you're like, this is what I need you to do, man. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And it just like walks <laughs> into place. And then it's you're like, I don't know what to do with this thing. It's like, well, the hitch goes onto this little loop in my saddle. And you just like, boom, you're able to harness him up, no problem. Yeah. Like the, the the animal guides you through it. Nice. So you, you have uh, one deep rote hitch to the cart. They are typically pulled by two, but one can do it. It just would be a little bit slower than like the normal carts would. So, do we need two, Jeb? Uh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna use the rest of my movement and go back and try and get another one. (laughs) Run back to the stable. The two guards who were watching um, the fight, one of them, uh, his eyes follows you as you as you head back to the stable. Um, uh, let's do Owlin. No, Jeb. Jeb, you're next, right? Um, I helped Owlin. Does that? Use up my turn, or maybe let's uh, just my no. Movement. You can have an action. Okay, magic missile again on the next nearest guy. Okay, how much do you hit him for? Uh, a lot, fifteen. Okay, nice. Uh, you hit him for fifteen damage. He gets spun around sideways just as they like get into the line, like you know where the other two guards who are watching are. So there are now four active watch uh, watchmen, and then there are two of them who are out on the ground, like out cold who have been just knocked out by these attacks. The other two watchmen who have made it to the front line are going to leap in and attack because they don't realize that they're supposed to not do that. So they <laughs> rush towards the cart and just try to like hurdle over the side to get in there and fight you. One of them misses the jump, but one of them makes it. So one of them tries to jump up and gets like caught on a wheel or something. The other one hops into the back and... Ooh! And... Okay, it didn't confirm, uh, but he jumps into the back and he does hit Owlin, who he just assumes no. is the threat because his watch captain is fighting with Owlin. So he attacks Owlin with his mace that he's holding. 
and he deals a whopping three points of damage as he just oh, like you know no. the back of your shoulder like he you know you're you're squaring off against fox and so he jumps in behind you and hits you in the back of the shoulder with his mace mm. uh that brings us to 60 seconds for y'all to talk tactics i'm gonna i'm gonna like head nudge like we gotta deal with him first yeah um i'll i'll just look their battle ready <laughs> like, like I'm looking for an opportunity to punch again. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just be working on. Or probably, if I'm still connected to the the first one, uh, ask it if it can convince its friend to come over too. Right. I'll be pew pewing. Uh, I think Alan's gonna try to just. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, is this a strategy? Somehow. Get 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 the get. I think Alan's goal is to grapple with the guy who just jumped on, throw him off the cart, and then get the whatever that like get the cart moving with the one animal. Because Alan personally is just like, we got the one animal, let's go. Uh, especially because there's guys jumping on the cart. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's what Alan's going to try to do. All right, who wants to go first? Alan can Zoth. Oh, Zoth, yeah, Zoth. Uh, Zoth, you are you're talking to the next Rote, trying to c- convince it to work with you, right? Yeah, and I'm asking the first one I have a connection with to convince its friend. Okay, to come roll over persuasion. To. Okay. Am I persuasive? Boy, is uh, he persuasive? A little bit. A little persuasive. That is an eight. Oh, not <sighs> persuasive. Uh, the no. first deep breath they turns and like bellows in its its weird oxen voice to the first one <laughs> and the and the other one bellows back and then the the rote says to you he says he doesn't think we're supposed to. <laughs> I'm still gonna try and get him moving. What? Okay. Or is that well, it? Well, no, is that's that it? that's you didn't you didn't do that action. The rote did. So you've got another okay. action if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like, all right, we gotta get this next one. Yeah, and then. Uh, gonna just try enticing it with with uh, some remaining ration. Okay, uh, roll animal handling, just a straight animal handling. Here we go. Come Man, on, big the money. Dice hate me today. That's a ten. Okay, uh, you like hold out some rations, but it like stomps its foot and turns its head away, like it, it it's not <laughs> even looking back towards you. Uh, Alan Woodrier, what are you doing? Oof. I'm gonna try to grapple with this man who just jumped on this. This cart, so I can throw him off the edge of the cart. Okay, go ahead and roll to grapple. And what is that? Athletics, right? Uh, grapple is, I believe, just strength. Can like I double it, I, check you on that? Uh, not right now. You can't. We'll check I, later, and if I'm wrong, I'll fix it in the future. But we're not going to argue okay. about rules in the middle of combat. Eighteen. It worked. Eighteen. Out. Uh, okay, so you grab him, and yeah, I rolled to check, but like with an eighteen. I mean, come on. So you grab him, and he is he is at your mercy. Um, if you I'm, want, I'm, instead of a move action, I'll let you try and fling him over the side this time. I would like to three him over, fling him over the side. That you can do with athletics. <laughs> Sweet. He's going to roll dexterity to try and keep himself on the thing. Only so a this 12, is just sadly, even though I have two more of a bonus on that. Luckily for you, he rolled a six. So you, it's it's Ooh. not graceful as he's struggling and changing his weight around, but you, you get the job done. You get him over the edge. Uh, as he falls over the edge, I'm going to roll for his friend to get out of the way, and he does not with a two. So he actually lands on his other friend who tried to hop into the cart. Um, so <laughs> they're now both prone next to the cart. Nice. Okay. Uh, Jebediah Peppermint. 
I'm going to pull out the blunderbuss, aim it at them, and I'm going to shoot a gust at them. They need to make strength strength save or be blown five feet away. But I presume that since they're on slick, nasty ground, they might skid a little further. You're talking about the two who have fallen down or the two who are still standing? Are there are there any more on the cart? No. There are two right next to the cart on the ground, and there are two who are still standing that Fox told to wait because they think he's the captain. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, okay. I'm not worried about them. I'm okay. worried about the guys that jumped up. So Great. the two that are on the ground, I'm like, Alan pushes them off, and I'm wanting to go and just, like, scooch them away. Great. Um, what's their safety C for that? Fifth, uh, 13. Okay. Uh, they lost a lot. So you slide them, you know, we'll slide them double distance because they're in like the grimy, like nasty ground. So they get slid like back behind the the two guards who are up there. The two guards look up to you, Fox, and they squint at you really closely. And one of them goes, I don't think he owns that shirt. And then they're going to rush forward into into the melee. Fox, what are you doing before they do that? They'll have their turn after you. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> hearing this, uh, I guess uh, I'll I'll try to confuse them some more. Okay. What are you What are you doing? I told you to wait. He stole my mother's urn. <laughs> uh, roll <laughs> deception with disadvantage. My mother's urn? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who takes their mother's urn to a work site? <laughs> I do want to know, and what's pool. the value of me taking your, your mother's so, urn? I rolled like, twice, right? In the first roll I got, I got a nat 20. I'm like, well, rip. <laughs> but then I, I rolled another nat 20. So No way. <laughs> roll to confirm. Double nat 20. Man, Matt's sapping all the magic out of my dice. <laughs> we should start calling him Matt 20s when he rolls them. Ah, uh, I agree. <laughs> 11. 11. Okay, you do confirm. That's higher than 10. So uh, you are they're so confused <laughs> that they just stop and look at each other and go, oh, maybe he does have that shirt. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, you know, one of them flips over his mace and stands out and he goes, your mother's urn? Like, why would you bring that to a work site, man? Like, what are you, what are you doing, Watch Captain? Like, they're so confused that they have forgotten the moment. And we're actually going to enter, like, exit initiative with them until, unless someone else comes as a complication. The two who are on the ground and have blown away, they stand back up at the, you know, at the end of their next round. So we're still fighting those two people. But these two guys are so confused <laughs> that they're, like, not even interested in the fight anymore or in apprehending you. They're just like, but who brings their mother's urn to a mine? Like, <laughs> Listen, man. All right. 60 I can't seconds. Go anywhere without my mother. Uh, I'm still just trying to get the second second one hooked up. Um, <laughs> Alan is going to try to get the get the cart moving. He's going to try to use the reins or whatever the heck he's got to use to like get it going and pick up uh, Zothkug on the way because it's just like we, we just got to go. Okay. Um, I am going to play fisticuffs with Fox to keep that deception going there you now go. that I just see Owlin is trying to attend to the animals. Nice. Okay. Uh, and Zothkug, do you know what you're doing? Yeah, uh, trying to get the second animal hooked up. All right. Well, let's go ahead and start with him trying to get the second animal hooked up. Yep. Then. And you said you're helping Alan, right? No, I'm trying. After if he can't get the animal hooked up in this turn, I am gonna just go and pick him up on the way. Like my goal is to get the get I the see. cart moving and pick him up on the way. 
he's behind the cart. Like he's along the back wall. So um, you would have to go back and get him and then get the animals moving. But that's still totally feasible. Uh, okay. okay, Zothkug, go ahead and roll animal handling. Unless you are changing Ugh. your approach somehow, just roll a straight animal. No. Handling. Nope. Uh, Zoth is just like, or maybe. Can Owlin is going to yell, Zoth, if you can't get that animal this, like now, get on the cart. That's that's the that's the move there. Okay. All right, we got a 19 this turn. You got a 19. <laughs> well done. You entice the uh, the the rote to. It finally is like, but I do like food, and it kind of like waddles out, you know, towards the cart. It stands in position. It is not harnessed, so someone else would have to help you with the harness to get it Alan done this will turn. Do that. Okay. Uh, Alan, you have seen cargo animals like with war parties and stuff before. So whether you're trained or not in animal handling, you can roll this normally. 14. 14. With a 14, you're able to get the harness hooked on and looped in. Um, are you going to also... Can I give them both the ration? Yeah, you can give them both the ration. That's fine. Are you going to also like get them moving right now? If I can this turn, yes. Sure. Uh, you get them harnessed in, and instead of moving, you like you hit one of them in the butt or whatever. You know, you're like, wow, yeah. get him, get get going there, cow. I don't know how you motivate an ox, but yeah, like, <laughs> you know. I'm just gonna. Do I still have the connection via spore? Uh, yes, you do. I'll be like, all right, time to get moving. Oh, Let's go. That's much easier. Yeah, that gets <laughs> them walking. So they start walking. They do not pick pick up speed quickly. Like these these are ox basically. They're just underdark yeah. ox. So it's going to take you still several rounds to get out of the, the mining compound and, like, onto the road. Uh, Jebediah, what you want to do? Um, now you listen here, Watch Captain. I, I, I helped and, and kept that tower from... And I, and I like, put my, put my blunderbuss on my side and I pull up my dukes. And I'm going <laughs> to, like, jab him in the belly. Okay. <laughs> That's a seven. <laughs> To hit? To hit. Oh, this, that <laughs> does not hit. He just <laughs> dodges out of the way. He he is a, a nimble little fellow. And uh, watch Captain uh, Fox. What you doing? <laughs> Listen, all right? I can't go anywhere without my mother. It is a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your mother <laughs> was a jelly baby. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I go for, uh, you know, lighthearted swing. Towards them, uh, I swing a little harder than I mean to. Fifteen. <laughs> Does that hit you? Oh, that hits. <laughs> okay, you hit him. Uh, go ahead and roll your d4. Back to when I had it up on the internet, cause I can't find it in person, and I got a three. You got a three. Boom. You hit him for three damage as you sock that dirt folk right in the jaw. Nobody talks about your mama that way. Um, <laughs> Nobody. 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 The two Nobody. the two knockdown who who got slid away from the cart, they like get to their feet slowly and kind of like shake themselves free and then they look at each other and they go no other way. And each of them pulls out a cipher and slams um a bunch of wingle digits into it. These wingle digits are instead of the black that the ones you've seen so far are, these ones are silver with just a black etching around the outer edge. And they slam those into place together, and then they push the two ciphers together, and a fireball Whoa. erupts Whoa. in front of, oh, in front of the no. cart. And it's not on the cart. It's in front of the cart. So it's preventing your forward motion. 
but it it's not like touching any of you. But there's like a big old fireball there, and the the Rothe who started walking are like, that's fire. You know, they don't want to go anywhere. Um, how how big is the fireball? The fireball is ten feet across. Is it? Okay. Can we can we hang a right and go around it? Like, is that a thing? Yeah, you can you can try and go around it. It's okay. just going to keep you moving slowly. Okay. Um, okay. But you can you can do that. Um, and the the ciphers that they were holding also like you can see that they kind of like start smoking in their hands. Um, you can you can intuit that probably they can't do this again. Uh, I'm going to roll on the complication table while you spend 60 seconds talking about your next move. Uh, I'm just gonna tell the ox via our spore connection to 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 turn right, go around it. That sounds great. Um, Owlin will then uh, maybe let me check on my uh, actions. Um, he's uh, a my actions. You know, you, you know, you better check your actions. Um, what the actions be doing? I can do some small cold, or I can do some big cold to maybe make the fire go down. Oh, I. It sounds like we. I think we. Uh, sorry. It may be Makes just sense. better to go around, um, especially since we're on a cart that has wheels and yeah, like we, we don't want to lean on the ice. Um, I think Alan's gonna throw a javelin at one of those bad guys that tried to do that did a fireball. One of those fireball bad guys. He's gonna throw a javelin. Ooh. Stop. Right. I'm, I'm just gonna. Who, keep who's this gonna go first? Up. Deception. Zoth can go first. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> what you doing, Zoth? I'll be like, hey, hey, man, let's just go around this. All right, to the right. Okay. Uh, the Roth goes, oh, okay. I mean, you know, they slowly start to turn around. I don't know why they have like Yogi Bear voices, but <laughs> that's fine. They, yep. they that's fine. start to turn right and make their way around. They they do clear the obstacle this round, and there's now a straight shot between you and one of the doors uh, from the and turn like, that you've made. Um, when we clear it, I'll be like, giddy up, go, 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 full speed ahead. Yeah. So for for next round, you'll be able to to use their dash yeah. to try and pick up some speed. Jeb, you want to go next? Yeah, I want to cast Fog Cloud behind us. Okay. Uh, excellent. So Even you... before I throw my javelin. Um. Oh, you can go first. You can throw it first. Okay. I say I'll. I'll I'm throwing a hit. javelin. I got a nat twenty confirmed. I already rolled it. <laughs> okay. You yeah. hit the crap out of one of them. And uh, it, sadly, only seven damage though, because javelins aren't like the most powerful thing in the world. So you hit one of them with a javelin. It sweeps him off his feet, and then you can see that it's like still impaled in his shoulder. He's oh, like no. not looking good. He he actually is not able to get himself back up to standing. He's just laying there, like trying to, to hang on. Um, his his friend who's next to him immediately drops to his knees and begins administering medical aid. Nice. Um, That's what we Jebediah want. Peppermint, what you doing? Fog cloud right behind us. You know, like like I don't know. Yeah, right behind us to kind of obscure things, Ooh. and it'd be like Fox. You should probably be able to turn back now. They won't be suspicious. Don't be, don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> and then like, Fox, what you doing? Um, I'm gonna yell, "You ain't getting away that easily!" And then I'm just gonna like morph out of that and be like, <laughs> "Oh man, that was draining." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna roll once to see if any other search parties find you as you make your beeline for the door, because you guys made a lot of noise, obviously, with your fight. Right. Right. Okay. I sure hope no one else finds this because I'm fresh out of spells. Search uh, party, more like search farty, am I right? <laughs> no no ground search parties find you, but one archer on the wall sees you and draws his crossbow and like takes aim with it. He's like holding it against the the you know railing of the catwalk to try and steady it. 
He's gonna try He's and hit you. Got wall mounting. It's war zone. He's gonna try and hit you, even though you're way out of range. It's war zone. And with a six, he doesn't do it. His crossbow bolt sails over your head, and you make it out the front door of the Bright World Company mining compound. We are out of initiative. Let's go. <clears throat> hey, we 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 know someone who lives around here. This is true. We did happen to encounter uh, someone who is, right. lives by the bridge. However, I also have questions that may be. I don't. I, Listen, guys. This is, oh is man, this, just is, go with okay. the flow. Is They'll tell us when we have time to stop first by and first. say hi. Did Did you guys find? Yeah. Yeah, man. He's in okay. the pot. Yeah, pokes his head out of the of the pot and just waves at you. He looks unarmed oh, and relatively happy. What happened? That was quite. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Is run now away the like time? That. Okay, fair enough. Cat casts healing word on Fox. Uh, Grubbug's healing <laughs> word is Fox. Sorry, you got punched, man. <laughs> <laughs> I just take one third of my health and damage. One third. Thank you. Al Alan forgets his own strength sometimes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we yeah, and I've had already had a talk. I think once we're in a, a safe place, we can all sit down, have a nice chat about what happened. We have a lot to say. You obviously have a lot to say. I agree. Um, I believe, uh, this we we should stop by to see whether we can, uh, take a rest with our friends' residents. I believe that may be a good plan. All right. How far is he? Is he nearby? Or is he? Because we yeah, need to man. get do out. Do you here. remember? Do you remember that bridge that we that broken bridge that we passed? Yeah, but that's that's like going backwards, right? Don't we need to? Well, I'm, that's I'm, out I, the front door. What was your plan, Jeb? Oh well, oh snap! We didn't even tell you about the map. And Jeb pulls out the uh, the map that he sketched off of the uh, the one that we found in that office. Um, so we found that there's this there's a dark site that that this is actually dig site six. And there are other sites around where there have been mining sacrium, but there this have been cool. shipments of this stuff going into the center in the middle of where all of these sites are. Yeah, look, look, there's like a there's a shape, and if you follow the shape, right, you'll notice there's there's a road that leads out in the middle of nowhere, but it's dead center of the shape. See? Yeah, man, I definitely see the shape. <laughs> shape, man. Shape Shapes are where it's see. at. Yeah. So oh, anyway, so that's where we're going. So I like hold up the map and I'm like, so so where's your friend in relationship to here? Uh, uh, Josh, can we find the bridge on the map? Yeah, you can find the bridge on the map. It's not super far away. It's not like close by. It's probably far enough that you'd be out of sight. Um, you're talking about Volcaru's like house under the bridge, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. You can you can find it and it's you could get there. Yeah. It's not the thing. Is, is it on like, the way? Yeah, it's it's. I don't think it would be out of the way because it's on just, the way. It's where close. where are you going? To the center of the shape where the dark side okay. is. Okay, it is the opposite direction from the center of the shape. Oh, okay, we're not going there then. It's not far out of your way, yeah. but it's not It's not on your way. It's like maybe, we don't really maybe have two or three miles, business. you know, it's it's not like... Did we stop yeah. by the gas station on the way or not? <laughs> <laughs> I guess if it's the opposite way, then maybe it wouldn't do us good to cross past the, the site again. I so, guess it yeah, depends yeah. on whether you want to try and lay low, like in case they send out riders after you, or whether you want to just immediately try and, and head down the road. Uh, Those are kind of your two like, just, options uh, that you're weighing at the moment. So I think head down the road is best. If we, so, uh, if I look behind the cart, um, 
are we leaving like is this cart weighed down enough that it's leaving depressions in the in the stone below like um, that other one cart was oh yes i mean yeah it's 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 leaving little depressions in the stone so we're leaving tracks ah uh, then we should just head down the road yep yeah at least then we can like stay on the tracks that are already there and kind of yeah. mask our trail like that yep i believe we should keep heading down the road and possibly find a place to rest on the way or simply just you know continue going as fast as we can and discuss the events that have been happening while we're on the road we can take Listen, shifts man. if people need to sleep we, we just got to figure something out okay because listen I don't know if this cart's going to go fast enough once they realize what's going on, because I'm sure this isn't the fastest thing around. Uh, yeah, man, the, the the captain was right on our tail. I don't know how we lost him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the deep rote are now up to, like, a good, a good clip, like something they could maintain for a long time, and you're moving, like, not a whole lot faster than jogging. Like they, you know, they, they're taking you maybe, maybe, maybe 10 miles an hour. Hey, but right. that is faster than, than, than it's faster than people running like could do. If yeah. they're, if they're well, mounted, they could probably catch you like a, a, a pony or a horse or something could easily catch up to your pace, but a person on foot could not. This is okay. still the well, best bet we have. Have yeah, we seen I mean, horses down here? Zoth, did you see any other animals in that stable when you were getting this thing? Uh, did I? Uh, roll perception. Uh, 16 plus something. Plus 7. Okay. Oof. You saw... The 23. You saw saddles for horses, but you didn't see any horses in the stable. Uh, nah, man. There weren't any horses or other animals, but there were saddles for horses, which is kind of weird. Okay. Well, maybe we can, uh... We we can at least like gain a lead, and this can we can get some rest on this cart and still make progress. Is maybe yeah, maybe like a good plan. Well, uh, we might I... want to ditch the cart eventually, and it leaves tracks, right? That would lead them off our trail. It's true. This is true. I believe this is my suggested course of action. We continue to take this cart uh, as we explain to each other what the heck just happened. And then we continue to take this cart as we take turns getting long rest, uh, uh, you know, as as much as we can. Uh, we'll pair up. Shifting. I'll go with Fox, and you go with Jet. Or we could switch pairs, you know? That way we can debrief each other. Everyone ah, gets each story. I, I think this makes sense. One one pair will be driving while the other pair is sleeping, vice versa. I, believe, I, I think this makes sense. Um... And uh, from there, then we will abandon the cart once we are, are all rested mm. and uh, get to the place that way. I, I just feel like that's too long on the cart, man. I, I, I don't know. I know I personally need rest. Um, I know, but they got ciphers and stuff. What if they can, like, magically move? Mm. You know? Like, hey, man, we're, we're good for now, and let's just worry about that. I tell you what, Fox. What about uh, you and somebody take the first watch and you keep your eyes peeled for a good place to pull off. If we don't find anything, then at least we have, you know, we get a good rest in. If okay. we if we do find something, there's nothing wrong with, with letting the, the animals keep going down the road. And then we continue taking a rest there. And we can kind of do both of these at once. All right. That's a good idea, Jeb. It's a good idea. 
I will uh, take the first watch with Fox. All right, man. I'll get some snoozles with you and Jeb. Snoozles. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's the plan. Jeb, do you want in on the smooning action? Um... (laughs) I'd actually like to peek inside the crate. Is it like like are, the wingle digits? Are they packed in there with like sawdust and like wood shavings and stuff? Yeah. So the wingle digits are in the um, like rubber tower cases that you know each one is a stack of ten. So they're packed in stacks of ten, and then those cases are arranged neatly with like some. It, it's not like molded foam, but some material, you know, some rubber-ish material has been made into a mold that they sit in. So each layer is like a square case with like cutouts for the film. And then they add another layer as they pack the thing. So this And has, you said it was like only has, like 80 something percent full. Yeah, 85% full. So there are eight layers in this um in this crate and each layer has 10 um stacks of wingle digits in it. So you have a total of what is that? 8 times 10 times 8. You have a lot of wingle digits. <laughs> uh, I'll do the math. 80 times 8. 640. Yeah, 640 wingle digits in this crate. Hey, um, uh, I'm going to just pull the pull the, the top off and snuggle down in there and sleep in the crate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, before you go to sleep, does anyone know how to use these? I tried to cast a spell with one since I'm out of magic plant leaves, but I don't know, couldn't figure it out. I think I got it figured out. I haven't done it yet, but uh, when wait. we take our shift, I'll show you how to do it. Wait, 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 wait. All right, Jeb, Jeb, before you, before you lay down, um, I'm already so... laying down, pup. My nose is poking up out the top. What you need? <laughs> <laughs> before you go to sleep, um, you wanna you wanna tell me how how important this crate of Winkle digits was to our plan? Uh, yeah. When you and I take our shift, uh, I'll tell you all about it. And he, he <laughs> pulls his hat down over his eyes. <laughs> all right uh i'm spooning with yeah as per usual okay Mm. uh those of you who are sleeping you you get your rests the people who are up i'd like you to roll perception checks for me i can perceive can you i'll try that's 18 i got a nat one Ooh. <laughs> well, at least one of you is noticing what's going on. Alan is just so mind blown. Like, there's so much to think about I've that he can't bother. That one like, as well. Looking. Yeah. Oof. He's he's enthralled in the story you're about to talk yeah. about. If only there were a better way to make you suffer than denying you seeing things. <laughs> like, <laughs> there isn't really in this circumstance. I'll roll the the complication chart. How about that? Oh. Yeah. Or don't. Or don't. Or don't. <laughs> You don't, you don't have to. <laughs> it's a choice. Uh, okay. So uh, the two of you are riding and speaking. So far, Fox, you do not detect anything. Uh, Owlin, you are pretty sure you hear hooves following you like every second of, of this journey. You're like, I think I hear something. I, I think they're following. I think something's behind us. You're feeling like extra paranoid. Um, Stay the on, on the environment as, as you begin like riding off through this road, it's now like well road i mean it's it's a path that's marked on your map but it's still just the underdark untamed 
And as you leave the influence of the mining compound, the Underdark begins to take on the traits that you kind of expected of it. It's very dark. It's damp. Things are dripping from the ceiling, but it's not grimy on the floor. There are all kinds of strange colors glowing off in the distance in little pockets as different fauna are, are kind of glowing. And mostly the only noise you hear is the sound of a gentle wind swirling here and there. The ceiling is only between 10 and 20 feet above your heads sitting on the car. So maybe a total of like 40 to 50 feet high in the cavern that you're rolling through. And every now and then you see like some of the plant life like kind of moves or looks at you or acknowledges you and then kind of ducks off into the distance because they probably know these carts. Um, you don't see any other larger beasts, either of you, for the, the length of this journey. And this will we'll, we'll go four hours because that's if you're just splitting your watches in two, we'll go four hours. Okay. So you guys can have your conversation. So, so, all right. Alan, you need to, we need to have a conversation. Okay? I, I, I agree. Um, what happened while we were gone? So, so, okay. Um, we were doing our inspections. Okay. And um, we, we happened to uh, run into someone and, you know, he, nice enough guy, um, and, you know, we just kind of went down a rabbit. You know how these things work out. You know, you talk to someone, you go on, you know, a little bit of a talk with them. You end up robbing the headquarters. No, I then... actually, I don't know how that works, how that goes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, well, it, it, uh, it's, it's a time. Um, <laughs> yeah, needless to say, uh, we found out a lot of things. Um, like that map, you know, the, yeah. the dark site. Um, I think there's is, definitely something going on there. Do Yeah, I was about to ask, do you know what's happening at the dark site, or do you suspect? Um, all I remember is that there's just shipments going in there. Um, okay. And I think it has something to do with... Um, Josh, do I remember what the shipments were? Did we ever go over that? Uh, no. You the What you learned during the session was just that shipments are going there from, from your dig site. Right. So yeah, there's there's just something happening, right? And if, if we want to get to the bottom of this, like it has to be there. It's unmarked, right? So it's obviously they want to keep it secret. So I'm just saying, you you, you know, it's the it's the effect of you know, if if you don't want it, if you want it hidden, but then people find out you want it hidden, so all of a sudden it's very not hidden. It's that. So I think I, we go after it. That sounds very illuminating. Um. It seems as though, although uh, you were chased out of the place where we were investigating, you seem to have found what we were investigating for, which is is good. It we, on us, the other yeah. hand, uh, found Yeah. However, Yeah was being abducted by a dragon in human form. And uh, the dragon essentially bargained with us or attempted to bargain with us. Uh, for us to help him find some dragon artifacts. Wait, 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 wait. How did he get, yeah? That's the question. He <laughs> he thought that he had summoned yeah magically because this dragon man child, uh, I say ch he wasn't a child, he acted like a man child. Um, oh, oh. Seemed to be... Uh, from a wealthy background, perhaps, and his butler apparently had just either quit or died or something, 
And so he really wanted someone to help him around the house, which was the place, uh, you know, that we, that we tried to, that we talked about maybe taking the cart to before. Um, and, uh, so he like attempted to summon a creature to help him with his house chores, which he th- assumed was, yeah. Cause yeah, simply wa- after running off from, from, uh, us just kind of showed up in front of this dragon. Yeah, and, uh, why'd he run off though? I believe, uh, yeah, was scared of the fire. If I remember correctly, um, remember that the explosions and the fire that were happening with the whole mining accident. Oh, remember that? Yeah. Um, yeah, was was taken aback by the fire and um, you know left. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, showed up in front of this dragon. The dragon was like, "Oh, this is what I was attempting to summon." Put yeah in this like this little suit that didn't look comfortable at all, and attempted essentially tried to run off with him. Um, but anyway. Uh, the dragon essentially bartered with us f- to give us, if we helped him find these dragon artifacts from these darklings, which lived in the caves, uh, you know, you know, the wall, you know how we fell so far and we like totally didn't even Are you walk sure down we didn't all those just sta- lose? Yeah. And you're just trying to come up with some. No, this is why story. we were so gone. This is why we were gone for so long. Um, Zothkug will will you know respond with the same answers. Anyway, we we went to these caves. We fought these darklings. We lit them on fire because they because they are averse to light. And uh, now we have a dragon's favor as a as a, a kind of a boon that we can call on when we when we need it. Or hopefully, I here the other thing too is that I don't necessarily trust this dragon too much. However, uh, not not out of malicious intent, but simply from incompetence um <laughs> but we will see we will see uh oh well what um, happens with that but that's what happened do you, are you sure you didn't just get like conned like what what what, what when the world's a dragon's favor like are you sure to just make that up dragon no i i there is historical precedent for a dragon's favor um in that if the dragon owes you it will repay its debt um, in the way that you call upon it to. However, as I said, I am not necessarily sure whether this dragon was the most competent dragon to have run into. But okay. we will see. If you say so. But that's um, what happened with us. Yeah, with us, uh, we met a this, like, pale dwarf guy. And, and you know, we, we had a talk. We ate some key lime pie. Hmm. Um, and then... Uh, found out they were trying to they were figuring out about us um and i think more specifically about the dwarf um and we ended up having to like do a little bit of espionage you know corporate warfare kind of stuff it was it was a good time wait i believe i ran into your dwarven friend as uh or zothkog and i did as we were attempting to enter the mining complex again did he have a glowing crystal he did and he teleported away as soon as we tried to flag him down what would you say to flag him down? Hey, you there! And like you know, ran after him because I thought I I saw that there were search parties happening. However, I simply assumed that I could if I went if I went along with the search parties and attempted, then I would be able to surmise what was so happening. And obviously, the, I didn't know who that was. You thought the person who looks like he's running away from the place would react kindly to you 
yelling for him to stop. I didn't know he would teleport away. I didn't know he had that ability. Do you know how that happened? Uh, well, it's his, uh, what is it? Um, it's like a spirit, I think. I don't know, man. It goes way over my head. But Interesting. He, like, worships it, okay? And he has, that's like a fragment of the spirit, so it's not actually a crystal. Hmm. I don't know. Like I said, way over my head. Um, maybe maybe talk to Jeb. Jeb seems to know more about all the magical stuff, okay? I believe Jeb um, is asleep currently, but we can well, talk to next, him later about yeah. it. But key lime pie. But the key lime pie was great, man. That I think if there's any takeaway, it's key lime pie, man. Was that and from I, uh, <laughs> Grub Bugs, Grub and, Grubs and Mugs? No, it was uh, this like little little place tucked away, run by this gnome, um, and it was like packed, crazy, interesting. You know, nothing but pies. It was like a bakery ah. area, bakery, pastry, one of those. It was really good. It was called. Very it's nice. actually Keys Key Lime Pyery. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But it was a, it was a good time um, until you know we we did the corporate espionage and we got caught. Uh, that was was not so good that would happen when you admit to corporate (laughs) espionage that would do that uh well we didn't admit to it we we might have just you know got caught the cookie hand in the cookie jar you know the hand in the hand in the pie crust yeah hand Hand in the the pie 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 tin yeah Yeah. um it was a it was unfortunate um but we found out like quite a bit like i said we had the map the guy had like a secret pathway in his office like the guy who runs the place interesting like, he had a whole hidden wall. And behind it was just, like, the river. But, like, a little <laughs> outlet of it dug into underneath, right? Perhaps so like, personal transportation through... Yeah, like, somebody could sneak in and out on was the there, river. Was there a boat or a raft? No. Or anything like that? Interesting. There, there would not have so. been clearance for a boat or a raft to get there. Like, it had to go under the trailer to get to that room, Matt. It had to go under the trailer. So, oh, it's a, like an underwater purely yeah like it's just water but Uh, it's like at the ground level and the trailer's on the ground so except this one room where the water is accessible like you couldn't get a boat or something through there yeah no dude it was like a like an underwater passageway interesting perhaps somebody's a diver perhaps meant for a merfolk or something a merfolk down here i do not know however it seems as though a merfolk may easily access um uh, a entry like that. Well, we we gotta find out if Murfolk are down here. That would be that would be. It's very good. important. We have to find <laughs> it out. I okay. I mean I, I don't know if the race of the bad guy that we're looking for um necessarily matters quite as much simply but except for how they travel. Um, I don't in, care in about the case that. Of a merfolk. We, we just we just have okay. to know if they're down here. It's very important. Uh, it's <laughs> it was written it was written on a piece of paper, um that. That's why it's important. So, which piece of paper are you referring to? Uh, it was in the <laughs> office. Uh, we that, didn't get to take everything say, with us. Did it simply say "merfolk" or did it say anything else? Uh, well, it mentioned like some secret way to transport things using a, a race, but it didn't mention what race. So, uh, if we can figure out what race it is, that would we be can, really I, cool. I do believe that with the evidence that we have found so far, if what you are suggesting is true, it's safe to assume that it is merfolk. Okay, so I just that's that's very important. We have to we might want to confirm that though. It's, it's, I it's, 
I don't believe it's necessarily relevant at this point in time. We can simply investigate the central area that we are looking for, and if we happen to and spot if, merfolk, if, then our theory know, is confirmed. And if we happen to confirm merfolk along the way that are here, then that's, yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying, yes. Yeah, it's just we should also keep a very, you sh we should maybe focus on that a little bit. Just a, just a little bit. I know it's not our main mission, but just, just. We anyway, can definitely keep so it on the burner. The map, However, right? I don't think it the necessarily has really to be cool. the front burner where the burner's on high. We <laughs> our, our our main focus is at this point investigating. Listen, this, man. What the map? Really cool. So you, you can't see everything, but it extends around the whole continent. If you look at it, like it doesn't show everything. But if you follow, if you know, you connect the dots that you can't see, it creates a perfect hexagon. I know. So yeah, if you draw you lines. Yeah, so I think, what if it's like a giant magic thing? Hmm. Perhaps right. the pathways of magic flowing throughout Urida. Is this a full metal alchemist summoning circle? <laughs> <laughs> You're asleep. <laughs> the real law of equivalent exchange was the love we gained along the way. Sorry, anyway. Edward friend. Oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, man. Um, and he was a cool guy, by the way. Kind of upset though that like he's gone because the the dwarf is that who are you referring to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dwarf. Yeah, really cool. Nice. Guy. Um, but oh, yeah, only we, had only had one interaction with him, and it was simply him teleporting away. So I wouldn't know. We we also like Jeb saved our hides again, by the way. Um, it, because that seems to be a pattern. However, <laughs> you your your hides were more likely saved by Zoth and I. Um, in this last situation, you you were pretty. I'm cornered. I'm talking about before that. Before that, okay. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> we it, it was a uh, great fortune that we were able to find you so quickly. But before that, um, we had to like go in a one of those. You remember the thing that saved us from that really long fall that <laughs> all of us would like to forget about? Uh, the thing that saved us. You mean the pocket rope? Yes, dimension the pocket rope. Yeah. Pocket rope. He used the pocket rope again, and it was like nick of time while we were being chased by the guards for sneaking in the office. Mm. I took the door off its hinges, man. I, I heard about that on on the Wing Badger Gaming TikTok, which definitely exists in canon. Uh, <laughs> I saw that and uh, if if other people want to check it out, they can. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> God, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, this is as good a time as any to interrupt the flow of your conversation. Uh, I am dragging the map of the Underdark, which I recently made, onto the stream just so you guys can see <laughs> the information beautiful. that was um, recently learned. So I'm going to I'm gonna crop it down and only show the parts that are relevant to this, but I've mapped out the dig sites that, that you guys found, Matt, and, and Wash, and, and put that stuff on there. And I've also mapped out the legendary dragon layers that Vokuru... Um, mapped out for Jake and Trevor. So that's why I'm putting that on screen. I'm going to go shrink it down. Continue. Oh. So wait, Dig Site 6 is on that map, right? Mm -hmm. it's yeah, it's like right south. by Red Hill. Okay. That that helps me a lot visualizing. Thank you, Josh. Oh, the center is Tumbleweb. Or close to Tumbleweb. Yeah, you know, I, I can't believe I didn't notice that before. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man. It's a... It's, uh... I don't know. You had to be there, you know. But don't be like... <laughs> if you know, you know. You, you fought Darklings? Like, what are those like? They looked uh, like Why standard humanoids. 
It's okay. It, they looked like <laughs> standard humanoids for the most part. However, um, they, they if shown light, they would immediately kind of turn burn like like turn into a fly. I don't remember exactly. My memory is kind of poor. Um, there was something would happen with light coming out of either their mouths or their eyes or both, or they would simply flash in a giant flash of light and disintegrate things in a certain radius around them and then die. Um, See, so are you telling me you, you, you killed a bunch of, of, of people? Um, we killed darklings. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're acting as though you have the moral high ground in this situation. You too have killed many people. Um, and you also know that I am a but, former soldier, and I have also killed many people. I'm just saying, like, we, we've been doing this, like, to get by, and, like, you did that for a dragon. Do you even know what the dragon wanted? I don't know. I, I will say, to me. Uh, the Darklings, and this is something that I knew before talking to the dragon, Darklings are simply evil creatures. They they are, by their own very nature, um, evil. They really? also, if they're down here, they simply... They, they likely have nothing good that they're up to down here. They likely were helping oh, I didn't know all this. the Bright World Company what, what do what else they can were we doing. find down here? What else are we going to find down here? Yeah, like, I, I, I got I, evil, evil men running around that blow up in light. And, yeah. I mean, we've got I, these ox weird things driving the cart. The, the Underdark is an entirely new, uh, an entirely separate plane of existence without being a separate plane of existence it's a darker it's a different reflection on what happens on the surface and the same rules don't apply down here oh really so i i uh this is i don't know what we'll find down here i just thought this was a really dark cave i (laughs) i'm in in a sense it is also simply a very dark cave um i'm sort of exaggerating for dramatic effect as if this were uh, some sort of movie or something. Um, but uh, I'm telling you, man. All right, listen. If you want to ever join a play, I, it sounds like maybe you want to get into theater once. So this is all over, man. You gotta, you gotta let it flow, okay? You that can't, would be interesting. You can't just force it, right? <laughs> it's um, darker. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you just gotta like go with the flow, all right? Don't, don't force dramaticness, okay? I'll, that. I'll keep that in mind. I guess I <laughs> the blur the lines are blurring between Jacob's Jake's in jokes and, and <laughs> what Alan's actually saying, um, <laughs> which is the case for. Is, sorry, your, is your conversation perhaps drawing to its end? No, <laughs> I just I it is funny that um in the past my the D and D characters that I've played in the like the mo- two most recent campaigns that I've been in before this one. Um, the character was kind of meta in in its in his own nature, and so like not playing a character that that's like that. Sometimes I forget that, and like it. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, I do think our conversation is drawing to yes. a close. Yes. Yes. Um, should we just switch watches then, and yeah, let sure. let the other two have a chance to talk? Sounds good to me. All right. So your watch ends. It is time to go and wake up Jebediah and Zothkug for their. So- just to clarify, we didn't notice anything, right? Or no. I didn't notice. <laughs> didn't notice anything. Okay. <clears throat> All right, guys. Uh, keep an eye out. Uh, don't crash the cart somehow. Do you find a Please. you find a place for us to stop and pull off? I guess. 
I, I didn't see one. No, we did not see anything. Okay. <clears throat> Are we right. there yet? No, it looks like we're still going. You, you and me's off. All right, man. And yeah, don't forget about him. Oh, yeah, yeah, is still asleep in the pot. Oh, I'll <laughs> just let him. I'll just let him sleep, and then I'll like just like look at both of them and like guard this with your life. <laughs> Soft. He's we're in a wagon in the middle of nowhere. I think he's gonna be fine. Guard last words. With we're going your to sleep. life. You're the ones who are gonna be awake. Okay, so that's that's all on you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You will be the ones guarding. So. Anyway, good night. Gonna, or good day. Good How do day. you tell what time it is down here? Uh, you don't. You lay down to close your eyes. <laughs> good enough, dark. Jeb. Fair enough. Night, Fox. Night, Alan. Good night. <sighs> oh, boy. I would like perception <clears throat> rolls from uh, Jebediah and Zothkug. Here we go. Uh, respectable, respectable, disrespectable. Uh, that is going to be a nineteen. All right, I got a fifteen. Cool. Uh, you both keep a, a keen eye out as you speak to each other. And I'm sure you already remember, but I know we've been in bright light for a while. But Jeb's dark vision goes out 120 feet. Yep. Yep. Oh man, what a what a day! What happened with you? That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Wow. That got a little bit of a crick in my back. I don't know what that's all about. Probably the wingle digits. No, it's definitely not those. Those can't do any <laughs> harm whatsoever. <laughs> Maybe like a right, squishy foam. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Whew. Wow. What a, what a day, Zoth. Yeah. Hey. What, hey. Yeah. So, um, I feel kind of embarrassed about this, but I, I, we met a guy. So we met a guy the other day. Okay. Had really pale skin, got a, a blue hair down the middle. Um, seemed a little sketch at first, but we found out that he was a, a cleric and he was asking us like, you know about clerics? And we were like, wait a minute, we do know a cleric, but we didn't know anything about it. And I was like, I realized that I just like never really sit down and talk to you. And I don't, yeah. I don't like know anything about <laughs> clericking at all. It's like it's weird. We've just been here this whole time. Here I am, bebopping along. Like, like, what's up with that? Like, do you just like? Did you go to cleric school? Uh, like, um, do you do clerical of. work? <laughs> 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 um, not really school. Kind of school. Um. More, more, more church going. Uh, clerics are, are of the divine being, divine I that. casters. So, you, we we all have a god, and it's our belief and faith in said god and the beliefs of said religion that grant us our our magical prowess, so to speak. And so, there's no like school and like learning spells. I mean, you, there are spells you learn and stuff, but is it's it more not like, like an oral tradition where you kind of have like like a higher up priest or something that kind of just shows you the ropes. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of praying and just following the tenets of the religion, you know, keeping up with, with that man. Uh, do you know what, who, who his God was? Um, okay. So here's the weird thing. Like I've heard you talk about Kilnor, right? Yeah, man. 
uh, the god of good vibes or or whatever. Like I and I don't mean that offense. I don't I don't oh, really no, no, no. know. He's the god of good vibes. Okay. Hey, didn't he, I pulled that one out of my hat and I was right. Nice. <laughs> um, he so he said he worships a dragon named Thraxenal or Thraxen Thrakenzal. It's like a white ice dragon. Uh, and, do I know anything about that, Josh? Uh, yeah, you've heard of Thraxenhal. Uh, Thraxenhal is an elder ice dragon who lives... Uh, so we're looking at an Underdark map right now, so it doesn't have all of the like domains of dragons and stuff marked on it. Yeah. But where this river that's leaving Tumbleweb and going to the southeast is, um, yeah. this mountain range down here is Thraxenhal's okay. domain. For those of you listening on the audio, he's at the very uh, eastern, western end, sorry, I'm getting backwards, the very western edge of Urida and then down to the southern half. That whole region is Thraxenhal's domain, and okay. it is uh, fittingly icy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've read about him. I don't know too much, but I've, I've certainly read, you know, you, you generally know when, when you're studying one god, you generally learn about the other god. You would know that yeah. Thraxenhal is not a god. That's the uh, thing you would know. He's just an elder dragon. Okay. Uh, and funny enough, the, this this dragon isn't actually a god. He's just a very ancient elder being. Hmm. Interesting. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, close enough. So you said that you've got, like, like tenants that you that you learn or, or something like that? Or, like, yeah, what, what are you? What are yours? <sighs> Always got to be vibing. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously that's that's number one. I mean, I could, yeah, that's that's good. Um, ours ours is not very strict in a religious sense. Like when you mm. think of religion, we have holy texts. Uh, it's a good read. Um, but you know, it's it's more chill. It's about the vibe and all. So. You can get by without knowing the the actual holy text. Yeah, like you said, it's more like you know, like like oral tradition. Like you're picking it up from your mentor or like your priest, and they just kind of like you kind of they help you feel your way through it. It's kind of what it sounds yeah. like. Uh, you know, I did a lot of reading growing up, um, but I've I've sort of lost all of that. It's mostly not important for for what I do. Hmm. Interesting. How, how, you know, if you read you... something and don't use it, you know, it just kind of goes out of the mind. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. I actually recently experienced that, and Jeb holds up his, his grandpa's book. He's like, yeah, I had one of these spells prepared and and whatnot, but I just wasn't using it, and I started, like, pulling up some other ones, and, I like, I'd have to go back and look at that other one. They're pretty complex. Yeah, man. So, so where does your magic come from? Is it, like, alchemy? Um, not ter- not entirely sure what alchemy is, but at least according to uh, to Papa's book here, um, it's I don't know. It's weird. It's it's supposed to be suffused from from something called uh, I think he called it the weave, and it's just a uh, you know like this this invisible network of almost threads that connects everything together. It's just like just floating through the air. It connects objects to creatures connects minds to bodies it's just it's just everywhere and uh and it's all about manipulating the connections in between things and and pushing vibrations through certain stuff drawing 
like on the the connection points between the material plane and the plane of fire to you know to cause you know maybe like a flame to erupt you pull it through the the planes through the weave um, and whatnot but like when i've been looking through all of the runes and like like performing the somatic components and stuff to spells there's i don't feel it like i don't i don't see the weave there um it's like it, it when i try to interact with it like stuff doesn't show up but but when we're underground um there's almost like i don't know there's like like a a small I don't know. It's hard. It's almost like a like a dust cloud, like like it's like a cloud of something that'll have dense pockets of something that feels like the weave. The rivers and, uh, and the, the the dams we found, man. Maybe. I mean, it, it seemed to really amplify stuff whenever it was happening around there. My theory, I like, I didn't really get to investigate that too incredibly much, like with my my tools and stuff, but it kind of felt like there were, it was those same pockets of, of something, but it was more, uh, you know, dense and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I just take that and uh, kind of load the components that interact with those things together. And he, he pulls out one of his little cartridges, like his shells. And actually he hands the reins over to Zoth. And since this is his morning, like he's preparing his shells and kind of shows you how he goes through it. And he's like clipping up little pieces of root and like some sulfur and stuff and he's like packing them into him and like closes the capsule and this that and the other and loads them into his bandolier and so i just kind of prime them with this and then uh and then this little guy here what we're calling my blunderbuss um it just it helps channel it like it takes the components and it attaches to wherever this cloud is and uh and and helps interact with it and i can pull the effect through it it's kind of i don't know it's, it's kind of kind of weird i don't really know exactly a lot of the why i just kind of am at like a practical stage right now i just know that like if there is a thing there and you do pull on it you know you can punch a rope through there into a pocket dimension you know i feel you man uh kind of like that like like this plant seems to hold harbor magical properties uh, or this moss, I should say. I can't really explain it to you and why why I can use it. Um, but you know, when I'm connected to this, this this magical energy, I feel closer to my God. When magic went out, like the connection between between gods and patrons just sort of dissipated. Hmm. Uh, As you're but, trying to explain these things to each other, your two keen eyes pick out a cave off to the side of the kind of like off off to the side of the road because there's an established set of tracks that have been followed in the past to get to you know to this this dark site that you're going to visit but you can see off to the side of the road there is a small cave inlet that you could probably use as you know as like a place to to rest or to stow the cart and kind of figure out your next move if you'd like to direct the rote into it hey Hey, there's a a cave yeah yeah we should probably we should probably head on over there we're gonna pull into the cave. Cool. DM. Yes. Um, I I want to kind of like reach over and just kind of like rub on one of the leaves on on his plant hanging off of the pot on his back. Like uh, there are no leaves. It's just the moss. Yeah, the oh, sorry. Yeah, the moss. Leaves on it. Um, That's right. It is the moss. But like when I when I kind of inspect it, um, is it? Do I get like a similar feeling? Like I know I didn't completely understand that that pearl from um from Vondal 
do do I get kind of like the same divine vibe from it that I do from his? No, you don't. No, interesting. Chat says lick it <laughs> <laughs> like a battery. Um, but um, so so here's the thing: is like the uh, that guy Vondel, he's the uh, the cleric dude we were talking about. He had a uh, like this little this little pearl. It's like a, it was like on a pendant. And uh, his story was is that there was a an avatar of his his god the dragon, yep. and uh, and she. Sorry, used... I'm gonna hop in here just because there's something that um, Vondal said that I think you might have down slightly wrong. Oh, in sure. Your notes. Um, the avatar was Satonia, the avatar of Kotix, who had oh. taken refuge with the elder dragon Thraxen How when she escaped from her like from her trap thing. She was okay. like super weak, and so she went to one of the elder dragons for protection. Um, okay. So, so it's Satonia, the Avatar of Kotix. Gotcha. So yeah, Satonia, the Avatar of Kotix. Um, she had like given him some of her divine magic by like extracting essence from herself, like her last bit of magic. And every time he cast a spell, like it removed a piece of her, and eventually it would all go away. Um, That's sad, I, man. Yeah, but the thing is, here's the thing: is I took the pearl. I had a bit of a theory. I, I put it and pressed it into um, the sacrium powder that we got from Circles. Remember, like, his little his little fanny yeah, pouch yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, put a little ice magic on it because it was, like, cold and icy and stuff, and it, it kind of felt like there was a bit of a connection there. And it sucked it all up into it, and it made it this, like, growing crystal, glowing crystal with this tornado inside. And my, my working theory... I didn't get to spend too much time with it to like completely figure it out, but my working theory is that that this magical essence was pulled from that source, and was that this... it was able to like return back to where it came from. Was your friend dwarvish looking? Yeah, it's kind of short, really, really bright skin, or like light skin, kind of glassy eyes, and a blue mohawk thing down the middle. Man, we 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 saw him, Alan. And oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he was hi? leaving. He was, he was, he was leaving the, the or escaping. Uh, it looked like escaping, uh, fleeing the scene, fleeing the compound as we were coming back, and we told him to stop, and then he just disappeared, man. Hmm. Couldn't even like talk to him. How did you disappear? Did you like run off? No, like we said stop. He knelt down, whispered some words into the crystal, and then poof. So it works. Ha ha ha. Nice. Um, well, so he's an ally. Knowing that he's a cleric, you can probably connect that he was praying. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, he's he's an ally. Hopefully, we'll see him one day. He definitely uh, was quite against the Bright World Company and was actually there looking for some some dirt on them. So our our objectives are aligned. Uh, so if you ever see him again, uh, don't let Alan punch him. <laughs> I'll be sure, man. Uh, not a problem. Um, we also made a friend. We ended up with a dragon's favor, if you know what that is. Is that like some food or something? It's like a candy? Uh, it's it's deeper than that. So I don't know how much you know about dragons, man. Um, I mean, other than Thraxanol. Um, not much. <clears throat> dragons are generally true to their words. Um, I... It's, they have this reputation for that. So 
we can call upon a favor from from this said dragon pretty much whenever we run into him again, if we want. Oh wow, that's a that could be really, really, really helpful. I know. Imagine how quickly we could travel the continent. Well, like, what did you what did you do to help him? Oh, so we um we were out doing our our inspections or not inspections. We were searching for yeah. We ran out of the the barracks hurriedly and uh we uh we just retraced our steps and we found his little little footprints in the in the muck and then we found this guy who was just just kidnapped yeah it was quite tragic and scary and so we we stopped him and tried to convince him to give us yeah back and he's he was convinced that he summoned yeah to be his like gardener or whatever like butler like he just conjured it up like he he could cast magic or something yeah that's weird. Very weird. Uh, so we go back to his house, which is under the bridge, when we said, hey, we know someone who lives around here. That's who it is. Um, and uh, he's like, hey, I'm a dragon, but I'm in a human form, and I don't want to be, and I want to start a horde, and I know of some artifacts that were taken from us by the Darklings, so we're going to go get them. And we're like, okay, okay. What about our friend? And he's like, you can have your friend back once we're done. So we go didn't, into it. Uh, didn't those flumps tell us about Darklings or something? Yeah. Back there they, they said they were. Huh. So we go we go into the their, their, their lair. It was like right up against the wall that we just flew past uh, on our way down, basically. Uh, but there was like the secret, not secret door, but trap door on the wall. We go inside and it's like pitch black. Like these things cannot be in like you know. So they have like cur- a lot of s- curtains blocking light and everything, and they have like, garments that they use to cover up. So we go in, we take these artifacts, we get into a scuffle with a few of them. Some things got lit on fire. There was a giant bug trying to get in. It was a crazy bugs. time. Yeah, man. But uh. We got all the artifacts that he wanted. We got back to his house, and then he gave us gave us the dragon's favor, man. And he pointed out some some spots for us, some some other dragons' lairs, and areas of interest, hmm. or would be worth investigating. That he said only dragons know how to get to. What's your mom's name? <laughs> <laughs> what? Excuse me, man. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to assume, but you do have a mom, right? Yeah, I do have a mom. What's your mom's name? Uh, Cerulea. That's a really pretty name. Yeah, man. Uh, what's doesn't your mom's like, name? Doesn't sound very orcish. Eh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're followers of Kelnor, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's fair. Uh, my name, my mom's name is Laura. She's she's really sweet. She's kind of she's shorter than me, if you can believe it. Um, and she's 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 she, she's just she's like as wide as she is tall, and she's just as, as lovely as all get out. And she she just loves bacon and not bacon, well probably baking, but baking. She loves bacon, and uh, I don't know. I I miss her. You know, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen her. Just made me think about it. And so yeah, really, I, uh... that's a that's a really pretty name. Around yeah. this time, it is reaching like the end of the long rest, so the other two can wake up as you see fit and enter the conversation as people who are just waking up. 
But, Are uh, we parked inside this cave? Is that what's going yeah. on? Yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, man, like we were, I was just at home, like magic was been gone for, you know, a year or two. And I'm just like, man, I really wanted magic back. Like I just started learning stuff. Like it was so cool. And then Fox was like, Hey, I'm planning on leaving. And I'm like, yo, can I join you? Like, you know? Oh, so you guys like knew yourselves for a while or knew each other for a while? Not, not a while, but you know, a, a few weeks before we entered the cave, we were just kind of trekking through the the paths and then we, we fell into the the cave and uh, then we made we it. seem to fall down into caves a lot not something I, I i expected to say but yeah yeah i i believe you may be oh uh, hey alan good morning hi uh i believe you may be confusing him with me i fell into the cave as well yeah i remember you fell down it's about to scare the yes. tar out of me well it you know Things like this happen. Scared a mess of fire ants too, if I recall. I do remember this. Yes, <laughs> um, that feels so long ago. Yet it so, does. Yet, yet not. Wait, 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 wait. How long ago was that? <laughs> I don't know, um, man. We've been in we caves. We have been down here. Yes, it's it is difficult. That was two weeks ago. Oh. But gonker 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 oh no. What? Um and Jeb starts like patting around and like rummaging through his bag. And uh, right, man. you hear him like like clinking noises. Oh um and then he like goes to the uh to the crate and like starts flipping through it and counting. Uh okay. Um all right. Uh, What's wrong, Jetman? Uh, well, um, I kind of, I kind of need, oh, to to not be this far underground, right now. Um, I think I need. Oh, it's a hard crap. situation to rectify at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're not wrong, and I Did think I might have made a mistake. Me? Yeah, the mic and it, like, crawls out of the pot. Did somebody call for me? <laughs> hey, man. Uh, we oh, can no, call no, about no. you. I was just telling Jeb some stories and stuff. Oh. No, 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 no. He seems unhappy. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I, trying to figure that out. Jeb, what's wrong, man? What's going on? Why do you need to be out of here? Um. Well... Uh, there's uh, there's and he, he kind of like starts counting on his claws. He's like hey, miles. Yeah, laboriously um, climbs up your like oversized jacket that's kind of like a robe <laughs> until he gets to your shoulder and begins patting the side of your neck awkwardly, like trying to comfort you. Can I can I determine how far we are from um the city? Yeah, sure. Um, take a look at your you're looking at the map. So go ahead and roll. Survival with advantage. Oh! That's a one and a two. <laughs> well, <No. laughs> at least it's not a one. It's a two. Uh, okay, you are not able to identify how far you are because you can't figure out scale. But Jeb the... is freaking out because he does not know how far he is from yeah, the city. Yeah, what's wrong, man? 
like with what's going on. You got to talk to us. We can't help you if you like this man. Okay. So have DM help me remember the name. I th- I think I have the wrong name pulled up here on my notes. The name of the gang or the name of the leader? The the name of the city. The city? Aspesh. Athamont in the nation of Aspesh. Aspesh. Are you guys familiar with the city of Athamont? How familiar would I be? Uh, Alan, you are definitely familiar with its existence, although you've never gone so far. Um, Fox and Zothkug, you've seen it. It's on the other side of the the big water, like body of water. So if we look at this map here, we're looking at the bridge between western and central Urida. Um at that space, there is a large body of underground water, and directly above that body of water, there is the acid corridor where it permanently rains acid rain. To yeah. the this the east, to the east of that is the nation of Aspesh, and then bordering the lake that is the the kind of southern boundary of that kingdom is the city of Athamont. Is that so, the human city? Yeah, that those yeah. Are the orcs humans. fight with. Yes, they're the corrupt humans who often come over and start trouble. Oh, I'm familiar with the city. Uh, that's who I, my clan, orc city people, and I get into a lot of trouble with. Yeah, well, um, I wish I'd have met you sooner and you'd have told me that, because uh, I kind of got into a bit of trouble with them, and I've got like half a week, maybe maybe a, a week, to get back there and pay a rather large sum of money that and he looks down that I have maybe half of um and man you guys traveling with you has been so much fun I guess I just kind of lost time well man uh, you know you know what they say time flies when you're flying a mile down on the underground <laughs> and almost dying uh, whatever you left and right I've definitely um, heard that before. Uh, hey Josh. <laughs> yeah. Roll a 17 to have been behind them stealthily just listening to this conversation. Sure. Yep. Okay. You've just been playing sleepy. So you're you're listening, but you, you know, they everyone still uh-huh. thinks you're asleep. I, I'm, uh-huh. I want to be like hunched over somebody's <laughs> okay. shoulder. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew that Alwyn was awake. I figured, you know, I mean, he's not trying to hide it from certain members or anything. Um, Jeb, I think we just got to see what we're doing now through, and, you know, when we come out the other side, we'll probably have a lot of Wingle digits. I mean, you say that, but I'd really, I've really grown fond of my eyes, and I don't want to lose them. Worst case scenario, we just make a life for us down here. They aren't going to come down here. Well, I mean, you say that, but... How are they going to find you? Who knows you're here? These 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 guys have ways like they're they're really well connected. I mean, for all I know, the with the kind of crowd that they run with, they might even be in with the Bright World company. All right, man. I think I don't think we can get you back up to repay this debt, and I don't think we can acquire said amount of money in time. <sighs> I, I to Zothkug's point, I do believe it's prudent to point out that uh a if we do not accomplish what we are attempting to accomplish down here there may be world-shattering consequences that render your financial situation um, meaningless 
and B, uh, you you do have us. Um, we also value your eyes. We do not want to see them detached from your body as well. Um, so I I believe that we will survive. I believe we can kill two birds with one stone and if we don't succeed to we can kill the second bird with our bare hands so as wait. it attempts to attack you. Jeb, is this why we got a crate of wingle digits to get out I of mean, the city? Maybe a little. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been you trying know, to figure out why. I thought it I was mean, just to get us on, keep keep us in disguise on these tracks. Well, I mean that that's kind of part of it too. Is like I knew shipments were going to this one place, and and you know I was kind of hoping that maybe when we got there I could grab some more. Mm. But uh, you know, worst case scenario, if there wasn't anyone there, more. Hey, look, there's a big here fat crate of money. Um, Do they accept Winkle digits? I mean, I would hope that if I had enough, that I could be very persuasive. At that very moment, all of you hear footsteps echoing th into your cave. Oh, no. Just a single pair of footsteps. I'm going to immediately try to... And they're clicking their tongue as they someone, step. That's so strange. Someone knocks on the side of the wagon. Yoo-hoo! Anybody in here? Hello? 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 Hey, hey man. What's up? You peek around the corner and you lock eyes with a fairly well-dressed commoner who um, he, he stands, you know, maybe maybe five and a half feet tall. It's a human. Um, he's looking towards you. He's got on, you know, a sturdy set of traveling boots. He's got on kind of commoner's clothes. And uh, strung over his back is a bandolier full of scroll cases. And he has the emblem of scale and sons um, on a like a, a kerchief that's tucked into his shirt pocket. He says, hello, hello, is any of you fox? I have a delivery here for a fox. <laughs> hello? You? Fox? I, I, mm, I know the guy. <laughs> I could, uh, I'm only supposed he... to give this to the guy, I'm afraid. Uh, is any of you fox? And he kind of yeah, leans I'm around. Fox. Like... <laughs> I, it, Billy, it's cool. You don't have to like keep filtering this stuff for me. I'm Fox. I'll, oh, I'll take okay. it. Thank Interesting. You I would have taken you more for a mole. Uh, and he hands, <laughs> he hands a scroll case to you. It's a blue scroll case with the uh, kind of commonplace like yellow thread around the edge of it and the Scale and Sons logo embroidered on the top. And he goes, unfortunately, I'll need that one back with me. They didn't pay for a return scroll. Um, you, you what? I, I need case. you to take the scroll out of it. And then hand me the case because they didn't pay for returns. Unless you want to pay for a return service. How much is a return? That's just a copper piece. Oh, wait. No, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. We've actually switched over to wingle digits, haven't we? It's just a wingle digit. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a price hike. Well, unfortunately, it's the only thing our bank takes anymore. So now we deal in wingle digits. If you've got lesser wingle digits, I'll take one lesser. What's a, what's a lesser? I'm unfamiliar. I'm just uh, used to the... We got in on the on the ground floor, and we're just used to the regular wing of Clearly, the underground floor, even. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> you you you'll find out eventually as soon as you make it to another city. They're all dealing in wingle digits now, and uh, there are greater, lesser, and normal wingle wingle digits. Uh, they obviously you know correlating to the magical power within, but they're kind of analogous to you know like coppers and golds <laughs> and platinums. They sort of fill yeah. the same role. So a uh, a wingle digit is. You know, approximately equivalent to 10, maybe 15 gold. I don't know the exchange rates at the moment. Uh, the greater wingle digits... You can be, have your be, skull thing back. Okay. 
Also, there's a scales and sons in the Underdark Man. Say again? There's a scale and sons in the Underdark Man. Well, I mean, we often deliver things to and from the dig sites, so you know, we we travel back and forth in that way. But I I'm actually from Tumbleweb myself. I'm just you know making my rounds, and I'm carrying something on from the Kingdom of Udril. I think is where your particular scroll came from. But you know, we um, we at Tumbleweb are kind of the distribution center for everything from Central Uradas, so it's hard to know for certain. Sir, sir, good sir. Yes. Um, what would it cost me f- for you to take a letter to Athamont? Well, it would it would simply cost. I'll take. I mean, I'll take, I just don't. I don't know your rates. I just. Uh, I would take one lesser wingle digit. To okay. achieve that I task. Think, I pull out one of my just one of. I don't know what it is. It's you a regular wingle, wingle digits. Digit. Yeah. Is it a lesser one or is it a standard? It's a standard wingle digit. Okay. Ah, you'll be um, needing change. Yes. Okay. Okay. And he pulls out a small coin purse. Um, <laughs> but the coin purse is actually like hexagonal and it's like form fitted now. And so he opens it up and he pulls out nine lesser wingle digits, which he hands you and then takes your standard wingle digit and puts it in his, um, in a different coin purse. So he's got three of these coin purses strapped to his belt. Could you also deliver a letter to, uh, my, my, my hometown insert town name here? I'm going to need something better than insert town name here. (laughs) Where, what's the town you'd like me to deliver to? I'm finding my backstory to see if I actually named it or not. Just invent a town, man. <laughs> but I thought we named it. Uh, the Orc town was named in on the map. Are we going to change it? Up to you. It seems. What's, what's the hibbub? Zoff, <laughs> do you not remember where you're from? Nah, I do, man. Dude, you used to talk about it all the time. Yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that place where Cerulea lives. It's fallen, I mean, uh, it's fallen trunk. It's, it's fallen trunk. Fallen, fallen trunk. trunk. Oh yes, yeah. we can we can get messages to fallen trunk. Come I'm on, gonna. Man, I know, I, we've we've been through a lot. I, I understand. That too will cost a, a lesser wingle digit. I'll cover that. Oh, oh thank you. you. And I give Fox, him one. Or not, um, uh, Barry, did you want to write something home? <laughs> uh, uh, not not this second. Um, <laughs> hey Fox. Uh, you mind if I proofread that letter for you? <laughs> no, I got it. Thanks, though. Appreciate it. <laughs> Your concern is duly noted. And that's what I love about you, Billy. That's what mm-hmm. I love about you. Very concerned, yes. Yep. On your behalf. You're a good man. You're a good man. Wait, so is is your name Billy? I mean, you know, it's a moniker. Billy Bobby is, you know, Billy Bob, Bobby Bill. Sometimes we call him. Hey, just call me whatever, you know? (laughs) Sometimes we call him Shuffle McGee. Sometimes we call him. I I call him Brandon sometimes for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, as long as he answers, right? That's how that's uh, exactly. You are just don't call him. Just don't call him late for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) He's a man of many nicknames. Uh, Well, if if that's all, have have you written your letters for me? Yes. Absolutely. May I may I have them? Yes. I hand them the letter <laughs> okay. that I wrote to my parents. Jeb's still writing it, so he's like, yes, yes, I am. Yes. And <laughs> done. He rolls them up without looking at them, places each one in a scroll case, and then hands you a tag that you know for, for an addressee to write on the scroll case, and then he'll tie yeah. it to the case. Can, 
can I get this one sent certified mail so that I can get a response back when I know that it's been hand-delivered? Yes, absolutely. Just one more lesser wingle digit. That'll I'll go ahead and mark that off. Great. He takes the lesser wingle digit and puts it back in his in his coin purse. Yep. His and I'll, purse. I'll send you, I'll DM you, DM, the, uh, the letter that I'm sending yeah, cool. and who I am sending it to. Great. All right. Will that conclude our business this morning? This morning? Yes. Yeah, Billy, did you have any anything you wanted to send anywhere? Um, mm. You know, only if I had something that I received and could reply to, maybe, but... No, oh, yeah, I, that's I a don't... bummer. Yeah. I mean, you hmm. could always take the initiative. I bet the other person on the other side saying, hey, I wish I had a letter to reply to. You could be <laughs> that guy. Today could be that day. Oh, you know, another time. You know, Next I time. really must be on my way, so I'm going to actually take my leave of you while you think about this. I'm sure another messenger will be along, another courier will be along to take your take your letters. Right, and he pulls out a, a small tablet, uh, um, like a normal stone tablet, not a cipher. And he looks at it and goes, right, been there, been there, mm-hmm, dig site six, good. And he tucks it away and walks can out, and as he, what's up? Can I peek and see where it, if I recognize where he's, like, been? Uh the eh, make a perception check let's see how much you can see 13 okay you can see the top four entries on his list he started in tumbleweb he's made a delivery to you it just says traveling and has kind of a you know an estimated space where you might be um he's got dig site six and then he has dig site seven uh in fact is there a name is there a name next to dig site six uh there's no name next to Dig Site 6, but the name Mavira is next to Dig Site 7. Ooh. Uh, so he, he strolls back out, and you can now see that he has a small horse waiting outside. Not It's not young. It's not a pony, but it's just a small horse waiting outside in the like main tunnel, which he hops on um, and then canters off uh, following uh, the... Uh, can, can Alan try to get his attention before he leaves? Yeah, you like wave him down, and he goes, Oh, uh, whoa there, yes? If I if I may ask, how easy was it for you to discover that we were here? Did you discover us by chance, or did you uh, track us here, or how how did you find us? Oh, uh, we we have ways of finding people at Scale and Sons that are our proprietary techniques, but they you know we <laughs> we used some. Uh, it, it's a it's a complicated process. You know, some of our artificers have managed to work in a, a semblance of the scrying spell. So as long as the person who is delivering uh, has, you know, a good a good sense of what the person they're delivering to looks and, and acts like, I can I can find them using. And he pulls out a cipher from you know from his like off his belt. It's like clipped to his belt. He picks it up. And he goes, I can find them on here. And then this gives me sort of a range, you know, a general three mile radius or so where I go and look for them. But you know, most of the time it's just good old fashioned tracking. You lot I had Thank to find you. with my cipher. And he clips it back to his belt and then hops on the the horse and rides off. Sweet. All right, cool. Jeb, give me that letter. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. I want to read my letter. No, 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 Jeb, Jeb give me that letter. Give me that letter. <laughs> and Jeb's doing the thing where he, like, holds his hand out, and he's, like, he's, like trying to read. I I'm am taller than you. I'm going to roll the tension pool. Uh, <laughs> the letter tears. No. Does it really? Yes, but it's. I'm going to roll to see how significant the tear is, like, at what point it, it tears. Um, so don't 
don't pull. I mean, I'm just trying to <laughs> take your take it, your turn. It only twenty percent into the letter, so most of it is intact. Um, Jeb, you end up with the the eighty four or the seventy four percent, and Fox, you end up with the twenty six percent. Fox, your twenty six percent of the letter says, um, um, "I've done it. I've found them. It's taken me ages, for which I apologize, but I've." And Jeb, your section of it says, <laughs> finally made contact with some underground people who are a little bit more knowledgeable about the, the places in this land. There's a, a, a guild here that used to serve one of the avatars, Garlel, who are uh, deeply invested in the hidden places of the world. And they have helped me find all three of the locations you saw in your vision. I believe they are located within the lairs of three legendary dragons. And at the bottom, it says, hoping to have more to send soon, a cry. And then underneath that, there is a hastily scrawled postscript about the speech that he saw Dabbledob Bafflestone give in the Kingdom of Udril, which we opened our session with today. Um, as a reminder, he was just announcing the debut of Ciphers to the World. So they're now in like you know mass production and available for sale. And Wingle Digits have become the main currency everywhere that the Summit Banking Guild does business. Oh, is this uh this is our friend that we made at that one outpost, yeah. right? Yes. yes. You shared the information about the visions that Zothkug and some of you the rest of you were having, and cool. he said he would look into where those locations might be. Um the visions that you saw were like of the avatars trapped in weird places. Cool. Would you two stop fighting and just yep. put the letter together so we can all read it? Well, well, Why? well, Billy, it looks like the letter was actually for you. Fancy that. Why are you so paranoid, man? <laughs> He's always been like Listen, this, Jeb. Man, I... I don't know what could have been written on there. What if it's? Uh, I mean, chat are you going to stop answering my message? Into, chat with the gut punch says you should have turned into Jeb's mom and demanded <laughs> he let go of the letter by saying his full name. <laughs> <laughs> what is Jeb's full? What's Jeb's middle name? I would like to know. Yeah, uh, yeah nice try, Alan. Then that's Jake. I lose my I lose my wizard powers. <laughs> this isn't. That's not Alan. This is Jake, out of character, wanting to know. Well, oh um, well, well, Wash, out of character. Nice try, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what will you do? Man, listen. It's just I'd, I'd like to have a, a certain amount of privacy. Okay. Um, <laughs> privacy. Well, I mean, we're deep on. We're there's like a, two miles underground. There's a certain amount, and then there is copious amounts, and I think you've got copious amounts go uh, amounts going on. Welcome to my like, like imagine I, imagine traveling weeks in the wilderness, and you like come right, across some hey nice man. camps. You Jeb know? thinks back on the past two weeks. Yeah, okay. That was, to be fair, yes, we have traveled weeks with him in the wilderness, although underground wilderness. No, 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 no. But like the I wilderness, mean, and then we pass up every single camp that people have already established because it's like no, 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 we can't trust him. I mean, I just I just told you that I had a murderous gang of, you know, people who are after after me for copious amounts of money. Um and and you wouldn't want people to to figure that out on the fly, would you? What if what if we were in a place and somebody overheard us that wasn't us, you know? Hey man, I'm not too concerned. This guy had to use proprietary magic in order to find us. I don't think they have that. I'm not talking about here specifically, I'm just saying. It's reasonable to have a reasonable amount of precaution. What does the letter say? Oh, yeah. I mean, I read it out loud. I'll read it again. It says, no cry. So, obviously, in this case, we all were going to hear it anyway. 
but it's actually we very. Have, we have a breakthrough in the locations. We can save magic. Wait, oh. so that means they're not here at the, at the the dark site in the middle of these mines. Then what's going on at the dark site? Well, and I, also I was kind of thinking that, uh, what's her name, Mavira, and Jeb like pulls out some of those journals, that uh, that he got from the office. That has like all these records of massive amounts of gold and wingle digits, like copious amounts being transferred to her. Um, I thought that was going to be at the dark side. That's kind of why I was heading there. But I mean, if there's more money, I mean, if she's wait, uh, so maybe we need to go over to site seven <laughs> if that's where she is. Uh, inspiration for excellent role play. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious about the dark side. What's there, I man? I believe we are already on the path to the dark side. We may as well investigate it first, stop by the seventh hey, man. dig site, and then uh, investigate these dragon... What? what, what where did he... Hey, well, man. you guys you guys talked about the dragons. Are any Jake one of those layers nearby? memory. About what? Are any of the dragon layers nearby? Like, you guys... Oh. Like, found like a map or like that dude gave you guys their locations right yeah, yeah man uh can you i pull out point it out on the map can i pull out I mean, our, there's one way over there our yeah, dragon you, map yeah you you pull out your dragon map it is a map of the underdark um because that's what um Vokaru had at the time but he has drawn the three layers of the legendary dragons the closest one is in central urida so it's like like several hundred miles away, almost a thousand miles, maybe even a little more than a thousand. I'm trying to mm. estimate, but I'm a little far from the axis. I think it's more than a thousand miles away um, in the in the mountains of central Urida, which are very familiar territory for Owlin, whose army marched through there on their way to rest free. <laughs> Although not not in the Underdark. No, not in the Underdark, but like the, the central Urda is... Well, these layers would be in the overworld. He just marked it on gotcha. an Underdark map because that's what he had at the time. I see. So the so there's the um, lair of Garlel. Um, there is the lair of Andromeda, who is sometimes called the Silver Star, and she is... It, her lair is at the Umbral Sea which is near where the floating peak of Zanir crashed uh, in the eastern end of central Urida. And then there is the lair of Uriah, um, who uh, he, he has made his lair in the abandoned Hematitian city of uh, Nowood. I think we should go to the dark side, see what that's about, and then head towards Garlil's lair. I mean, we'll have to, like catch an airship or something if they even come out this far that's that's going to be some serious distance do they do airships I believe even... the first problem may be even reaching the surface we also have a dragon's yeah. favor to call upon well so you say about the reaching the surface um from what we gathered they like the mining co- like the bright world company has almost punctured the crust of the planet hmm um, so that might not be very, di- well, that might not be difficult to do. I mean, they're getting they're wingle getting digits to the surface, so. This is true. There's gotta be a way out. What, uh, out of character, what, what did our friendo say? Is that these dragon layers again? The avatars? Vokaru or Akrai? Akrai. Akrai, who wrote you the letter, says that the locations from your visions are the three legendary dragon layers. <sighs> Got it. 
but okay. not the uh, but not the ice dragon Thraxenhell. No, he's an ancient or elder dragon. He's not a dragon yeah. of legend. Um, but these... one of the avatars took refuge with. Yes. Thrax- one of one of the avatars took refuge with Thrax and how and he is much closer. He is probably two or three hundred miles if you wanted to try and get to his lair, if you can find your way into the overworld and survive the mountains. Um the three dragons of legend, um, Alan, you have heard this because they're the kind of stories that were told all around you growing up in the A2 and Azamar civilizations. The three dragons of legend are the direct descendants of Kavor, who is the gold dragon mm. who actually lives near Rustfree. Kavor's three descendants are the dragons of legend, and they have gotcha. moved out in in their different places. But they, you know, they have basically this incredibly <clears throat> great power. But Kavor was good, right? Because he was helping yes. Vondel, and Vondel, like the Thraxenhal was helping Vondel. Yes. Well, Thraxenhal was helping Vondel, but Thraxenhal was helping Kavor's avatar. Like she took refuge with him. But then the descendants of Kavor are like their layers are the sites where the other avatars like are being bound in these, you know, pits or whatever and having. So let's take one step back here, because I think I think you have two different pieces of lore crossed. And Chad Mm. did this to us because we have such a thick world building history. Um, Kavor Ah. is the gold dragon who was the first dragon introduced to the world. Um you're thinking of Setonia, the avatar of Kotix, who was the mm. nature god. Setonia, the avatar of Kotix, fled to Thraxenhal and has sought refuge with the um, the elder dragon, basically just for protection because she was so weak when she escaped her bonds. The, um, the legendary dragons are great figures of power who have shaped the course of civilizations throughout time. Okay. And do we know if they are chromatic or metallic? Uh, yeah, you do, and I totally have that up in my notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> he does, well, totally. Uh, the Silver Star Andromeda is a moonstone dragon. Okay. Um, Garlel is the avatar of Gamteus and is a black dragon, and Uriah is a sapphire dragon. So there's a moonstone, a sapphire, and a black dragon in play right now. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think this changes why, like, that we need to go to the uh, the dark site. Um, I believe we go to the dark site first. Then, if it still seems pertinent, we may stop by. I think you mentioned stopping by number seven. Well, that's and just then... where there are potentially copious amounts of cash, which <laughs> would really help me out. I I I believe in helping you out because I believe at near seven we may find an, a way to the surface. And then from oh. there we can pursue these dragon layers. Like maybe that's like their their vault or something like that. Maybe there's I mean, one of those yeah, elevation change was, machines. Exactly. There. Since there was one of those elevation change machines at six, I feel as though there is no reason to assume there may not be one at seven. Elevation change machine is just a really long word. Somebody should short that to like like an like an upinator or something. Up I don't and know. Yeah. Ascend machine. Up and up and downinator. Ascender? Possibly. Ascender, maybe? That, that's a good I one. I like that. I like that. Ascender. Ascender. Ascend, it also All descends, right. though. So, oh, well, I mean. Hey, let's focus on this, guys. We need to figure out what exactly. Like, I think we should we should figure out our ground plan from here. Yeah, like, suggest step one, in your mind. What about the climby box? Yeah, man. Yeah, I like that. Um, How about climbing? Climby- 
the climbing box. But it also climb. I guess climbs down. Still climb. Climbing is up or down. Yeah, climbing. I like climbing. To to return to Fox's idea, I believe I, my suggestion is, as I just said, dark place, then seven, then dragon's lairs. Hmm. Hmm. But so what if, dark place, money place. What if we place. stopped by the the frost dragon's place? Is that's on the surface? I know, but we're well, like to the like after anyway, site seven. Yeah, like after, after, after site, site seven, seven. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Per- yes, I I would be down with that. You guys have you guys have a favor with him, right? No, we have a favor with a different dragon. Yes. Yeah, oh, dragon. however, the gold one. No, this is the dragon. No. We, we... What? Oh, the one down here, right? Okuru, the deep dragon. Yes. It's too many dragons. Why are there so many dragons? <laughs> I do believe that because this dragon was marked on Vokuru's map that he gave us, that this dragon will treat us with with favor. Not not that we they owe us a favor, but they will give us favor. Well, I mean, yeah, and I was able to help. Um, Hey man, I'm just saying, if we're up against dragons and and like saving avatars and all this crazy stuff, visiting the one dragon we can think is friendly since it took in an avatar, and we met yeah. one of the, its followers, like I, I think we stop there before we start trying to save other avatars. Is all I'm saying. Yes, I, I believe that would be a a good stop. I agree with Billy. <laughs> You're never gonna drop that, are you, Jeb? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Hey, maybe, maybe you should uh, just Barry has maybe a you great just point change your here. faces when you change a name. <laughs> and on that I note, tell the other guys about Brandon's plan. On that note, as you all squabble over the name of Barry, <laughs> Billy, or whatever he's called, tonight's D and D session comes to a close. <laughs> no. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, chat. For the bits, chat has leveled up. It's official. Next time we come back, you will be a level two caster with new spells, more spell slots, and all sorts of fun things we're going to add to your plate of possibility. Go 